We've got another three months of this. Live from New York City this morning. Good morning, good morning. This equity market down and down hard. The countdown to the open starts right now. Everything you need to get set for the start of U.S. trading. This is Bloomberg The Open with Jonathan Farrow. Live from New York, we begin with the big issue, policy in conflict. You're printing money by buying long-end bonds while you're tightening interest rates. These two things are in conflict. There's definitely a tension there, to put it mildly. It's like having a foot on the brake and a foot on the accelerator. Suddenly, the Bank of England finds itself in the ECB situation. It's about time frames. The book says calm nerves be, be stable. Figure out how to use monetary policy to contain inflation and then some other measure to contain financial risk. But none of that has happened. You need to understand the importance of controlling inflation in the UK. And it doesn't help that central banks are late. A lot of the UK debt is inflation linked. So I just think we have to buckle up our seatbelt even tighter. They're trying to manage a short-term pressure and then move back to a long-term objective. We're seeing, you know, the economics of pandemonium. Joining us now to discuss is Alliance Bernstein's Gershon Distenfeld, Zach Rithit of Credit Sites. Zach, first to you, first question. Can you tackle inflation and address financial instability at the same time? It's certainly difficult, John, and it's been a huge move over the past couple of days, but it makes sense from a financial market risk and financial market functioning perspective for the Bank of England to step in. But from a longer term monetary policy perspective, it's certainly difficult to have them buying bonds now, saying they're going to sell bonds later and thinking that's all going to work out with the flux in fiscal policy. So it's certainly a difficult hand for the BOE, I think making the move they did over the past couple of days is the right one, but it's going to be difficult to see how they proceed going forward. Gershon, can you achieve those two things simultaneously? Again, I agree it's going to be really, really difficult. Look, we're, we're in an environment where we're just suffering from, you know, we spoke for years about is the Fed behind the curve. I've heard that for two decades now. I never been sure what that meant. Um, but central banks in general are behind what they should have done. It's clear that in hindsight, they should have started hiking way earlier and way faster. And we're kind of in a mess now. And, you know, in order to get inflation under control, they're going to have to keep going. And we're probably going to continue to see contradictory things coming out of fiscal and monetary uh, authorities 
as their political pressures to cushion the short term. But there's really no magic bullet here. I think we're in for a period of volatility and a period of weakness. We've seen intervention after intervention from the BOJ, from the Bank of England. The ECB had to talk about what it would do to contain spreads, even though they're set to raise interest rates even further. The Chinese are threatening to intervene. And people are asking the same question again. What would it take for the Fed to pivot, for the Fed to blink, this is what Mohammed Alarian had to say. They're going to pivot for one of two reasons, if they pivot. One is because recession risk has become unacceptably high. Two is because we are very close to a financial accident. Neither of these things are good for risk assets. Zach, if they're pivoting because of financial instability or if they're pivoting because of recession, are any of those things bullish? No, in short, I don't think so. I think the policy responses are much different. And you've seen challenged liquidity in Treasury markets for quite a while now. And I think that's even picked up as you've seen quantitative tightening pick up. So perhaps if they're concerned about financial market turmoil or financial market functioning, that would be enacted with a an adjustment in the balance sheet policy, I think that would be perhaps a reduction in the pace of QT. I think it'd take a lot for them to end QT unless you have this huge increase in recession risk, which I think they would initially make adjustments of policy with maybe pausing increases in the policy rate, but probably keeping them still in restrictive territory. It all depends on what happens with inflation. If it's still four or five percent and recession risk is very high. I think they don't have any choice but to at least maintain the policy rate in mildly restrictive territory. But there's going to be a bifurcation in how they respond to those two very real risks. Gershon, this feels like lose-lose. A lot of people in this market are paralyzed by this. We heard from Max Kettner of HSBC a number of weeks ago who basically said, it's heads you win, tails I lose. Gershon, does it have to be that way? Is it bad, bad? Bad if they hike and bad if they stop? Well, it's certainly bad on the surface, but it always comes down to what's priced in. And, you know, some of the strongest we've, returns we've seen in markets, particularly equity markets, have been when things feel really, really bad. They felt really bad in 2002, in 2008, 2011 with the European debt crisis and during COVID. Um, the question is what's priced in. I will take a slight issue with something Mohammed said. Um, He's saying that the Fed will pivot if we it becomes clear that the risk of recession is just too great. I think we're there already. I think the 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 odds of a quote unquote soft landing have really gone to close to zero here. There's going to be pain. Question of how much, and the Fed is uh, the Fed is has been clear they're going to keep on going, and other central banks are going to as well. So there's really no getting out of the economic turmoil and growth is going to slow and weaken and even go negative, particularly in Europe. But the question is, how much is actually priced in right now? I think on the equity side, you've explained a lot of the decrease in, in PEs and the sell-off. There's, there's the change in long-term interest rates. That really explains almost all of it. I think on the credit side, it's a little bit more nuanced, especially as most companies in the high yield market did not lever up their balance sheets over the past couple of years.
No sign of pain in the labour market right now, that's for sure. Jobless claims coming in really, really strong. Kelly Lines has more for us. Hey, Kaylee. 193,000, John. 193. Economists were looking for 215,000. So this was well short of estimates, actually the lowest number since April. So as you allude to, we aren't really seeing real pain in the labor market yet. This is probably not the kind of data the Fed really wants to see when it is trying to engineer some more slack in the labor market. And of course, we got plenty of backward looking data this morning as well. GDP down six tenths of a percent in the second quarter. That was expected, but you had bigger than expected figures for PCE and core PCE, 2% and 4.7% respectively. And on that point, it's important to differentiate the difference between the price pressures we are seeing in goods versus services, because in goods, they're coming down, down 2.6% in these figures, but services up 4.6%. That is where the wage pressure and the tightness of the labor market really is coming into the picture. So the takeaway here is those inflationary pressures remain as the labor market is hanging in there. And that, of course, is what the Fed is trying to chip away at, which is why they say they're going to hike aggressively and the market has come in to price in those expectations. We're looking for 150 basis points of additional hikes by early next year, 75 in November, 50 in December, another 25 in February, John. Kelly Lyons, a lot of work to do. Thank you. Thank you, as always. Gershon, last time you and I spoke, early August, you said we were too negative on growth, too confident that inflation would fall. Is that still the case for you? Oh, uh, starting point matters. Uh, I think that the markets certainly are very confident. You look at where one-year break-evens are, it's like 2.4%. So if you think inflation is going to continue to be at these elevated levels, you can make a lot of money betting on it the other way. Uh, I, I think, look, inflation is going to come down. There's no question. You know, housing is already starting to weaken with higher mortgage rates. Uh, the consumer is starting to pull back. We're going to see inflation come down. The question is, how fast is it going to come down? And quite frankly, just like you know, central banks were late to the game here in raising rates, almost certainly they're going to be late to put the brakes on. That's just the way cycles work. It, it's not some magic that you change policy rate and the next month the economy changes or inflation changes. There's a huge lag effect. So you know, I think the risk of a quote-unquote another policy mistake of going too far is there. Well, Zach, never mind central banks intervening. Markets are intervening. Aren't we seeing intervention by financial markets? Cracks emerging, fractures in financial stability, which are going to slow these central banks down. And ultimately, is it too much of a stretch to sit here today and say, you know what, I think we're going to have to live with inflation, high inflation, for a little bit longer because of this? Yeah, there's some cracks showing. You're, you're certainly seeing financial markets react to a lot of this macro volatility from central bank policy. And to us, I think Gershon made a great point that it's what's priced in. And I think there's a fair amount of risk priced in with respect to recession and slowing growth. And if you look at where the market is, it's priced in a ton more in hikes by the Fed and other central banks over the past couple of weeks. So when we think about what that means for a call for duration, we're a little bit more comfortable getting long at these levels. And if you do think that risk might be even a little bit underappreciated in the long end, then you could see yields coming down. When you, when you see just how much yields have come up at this point, it's starting to look a little bit more 
attractive, certainly than it was even just a couple of weeks ago. Zach, this isn't typically a question I would ask for someone who's talking about buying a 10-year Treasury, but how much volatility do you have to stomach to hold a 10-year Treasury at the moment? It's a lot, and it might be too much for some, and I think that's an important consideration for financial markets broadly. You're going to see volatility for the foreseeable future as we look through this inflation data and central banks have made it clear that they are on a path to tighten policy aggressively and that's probably not going to change but exactly how much they have to do and how long they'll remain at these higher levels is the big question and i think that's going to point to more volatility really across financial markets for at least the next six to nine months six to nine months more of this gershon let's talk about high yield it's your world 550 on high yield spreads you know what happened in late 2018 when we got to these kind of levels the fed backed away and backed away big time no one's expecting that imminently what do you do with 550 basis points worth of spread now well, I think the first thing to point out is we're in a very different environment in 2018. You know, we had the whole EMP sector that was ready to restructure. We had the retail sector under a lot of pressure. Um, a lot of that's been cleansed out. You had a lot of restructurings, defaults, restructurings in 2020. And, you know, not because of any genius on the part of, uh, of corporate executives, but they were just so scared by COVID that they didn't do the normal things that you, that you see during expansions of buying back shares and making acquisitions and otherwise spending on capital expenditure. So I think that there's a lot priced in to the high yield market. You know, it's, we focus on spreads a lot and spreads are wider than average now, significantly wider than median, but you know, the all in yield approaching 10%. Is something that's getting starting to look really, really attractive to us, especially on a risk-adjusted basis versus equities. Gershon, when you think about that, though, is that something you want to buy before you see the whites of the eyes of, of recession, before you get a real decent idea for what kind of depths we're going into? I, look, I think the history, John, is that those that have the highest uh, total returns and the best returns over time are those that, that delve in when things look really, really bad. As I said before, all those time periods before, you know, the best time to jump in was when things looked the worst. Can I sit here and say that this is the absolute best time? Absolutely not. We certainly could get a lot weaker. I do think and that's what we try and focus our investors on is that if you buy today and you, you wake up two years from now, you're going to be pretty happy that you did. Gershon Distenfeld, Zach Griffiths, sticking with us. Coming up on this program, the U.S. Commerce Secretary with a message for the U.K. Markets have plummeted. The pound has plummeted. Investors, business people want to see um, world leaders taking inflation very seriously. And it's hard to see that out of this new government. That conversation up next. policy of cutting taxes and simultaneously increasing spending isn't one that is going to fight inflation in the short term or put you in good stead for long-term economic growth. Investors, business people want to see um, world leaders 
taking inflation very seriously, and it's hard to see that out of this new government. That was not a spoof. The Biden administration expressing concern over the UK's economic strategy. Prime Minister Liz Truss pushing back. It's a difficult time. We're facing a global economic crisis brought about by Putin's war in Ukraine. And what was right is that Britain took decisive action to help people get through what is going to be a difficult winter. Team coverage starts right now. Bloomberg's Lizzie Burden in London, AMH down in DC. Anne-Marie, what a moment to hear someone from this administration talk about fiscal policy in another country. Yeah, interesting, given the fact that they've had a number of their own fiscal legislation, when you look at also the American Rescue Plan and so on. But what you're hearing right now, Jonathan, in Bloomberg News, our colleagues are reporting, is that there is some concern within the Treasury Department about the volatility in the financial markets and what that means if it bleeds over into the broader market or into other countries. Now, Secretary Yellen would not direct the UK, would not make comments directly about this head on. But you heard from the Commerce Secretary, her colleague, Gina Raimondo, uh, it was pretty sharp in terms of what she thought was and insinuating this is a misguided approach. It also comes on the heel of a tweet from the president last week that talked about the fact that he said he was, quote, sick and tired of trickle-down economic ideology. The president and Liz Truss, the prime minister of the United Kingdom, clearly do not match up when it comes to ideology. The president does not think that uh, cutting taxes and that that would uh, eventually trickle down and boost economic growth, he does not think that works. And some in the UK took that as a criticism of this government and of Trustonomics. Uh, Lizzie, we've got a party conference coming up for the Conservatives. Is this lady for turning? It doesn't look like it, but what might be embarrassing for Liz Truss is that Rishi Sunak isn't going. Of course, he was uh, vying for the leadership against her. He's going to stick it out in his Yorkshire constituency. And when I'm talking to his allies who backed him in the leadership campaign, it doesn't look like they're going to Tory conference either because they just don't want to face the broadcast interviews where they have to stand up for these policies when it's become such a massive credibility issue. It's not just the US that's criticising UK fiscal policy, it's the IMF, it's even some of Truss's own informal economic advisers. We had Gerard Lyons on the programme the other day, now he's saying that Kwarteng seems to have taken it too far, taken his eye off the ball. Lizzie, how is the central bank behind you on Threadneedle Street responding to allegations that they're facilitating what's taken place over the last week? I think this is precisely the reason that it took so long for the Bank of England to step in. But remember, the reason, uh, well, the, the intervention that they made was a financial stability uh, intervention, not a monetary policy intervention. This is the thing that they're stressing. Uh, and th this is why it makes it look like uh, they're moving in two different directions. I think you called it quantitative confusion. Uh, because what we're happening, as well, as well as having quantitative easing on the one hand, Hugh Pill, the chief economist, has said that we can expect a significant move in November to respond to the inflation. And also, of course, there's all this pressure to uh, 
get the pound up again. They're still talking about selling bonds at some point in the next month as well. I can't keep up. Lizzie, thank you. Great work as always alongside AMH. Lizzie there in London and Marie down in DC. Can you just pull up a chart, just a board, with let's say UK two year, 10 year, 50 year, 30 year, throw it all up there. And look at the split, the divide here between the stuff that the Bank of England is buying right now in the gilt market operation announced yesterday and the stuff they're not touching. So it's 20 years plus in a secondary market. That's the gilt market operation that BOE announced yesterday. 30-year unchanged, 50-year gilt yields down about nine basis points. 10-year, two-year, they're not in the market for that. The 10-year up 13 basis points, the two-year up 20. This operation ends in the middle of October. Zach Griffiths, what would happen if that operation does actually end in the middle of October and we've not had a fiscal U-turn? It's hard to imagine anything good, John, and I think that's something that's going to be very much in focus over the next couple of weeks. It really seems like it's going to be a difficult situation for the BOE to manage without a big change in the fiscal outlook, and so far we haven't heard anything of the sort. So the thought that they're going to end bond purchases in middle of October and start bond sales at the end of October, that seems almost impossible right now. Is it almost impossible for them to wait for the next scheduled MPC meeting as well, which is November 3rd? And we've all said it, Zach, November 3rd feels like a lifetime away. It does. And the latest remarks out of Governor Bailey and other policymakers have been firm that they want to wait till that time period. And I think having these financial market stability mechanisms in place maybe gives them that ability but it's going to be it's going to feel like a very very long month and change to get there for them to adjust policy in response to this fiscal outlook. Bob Miller of BlackRock had this to say I'm going to share the quote with you all you can see the footprints of the gilt market all over the US Treasury market in the past week he went on to say the US bond market is being significantly degraded by non-domestic factors. Gershon, your thoughts on that? Does that resonate with you? The US bond market is being significantly degraded by non-domestic factors. Well, I'm, I'm not sure exactly what he means by that, but there's no question that, you know, foreign buyers are very often the marginal buyer. And, you know, there's part of the reason you would argue that rates are not higher than they would be given what the Feds continue to do at the long end is that there's an insatiable demand for, for dollars out there. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paraphrase what, what Chair Powell said at one of his recent, uh, I forget which, which uh, time it was, that, you know, when it comes to inflation, you know, central banks around the world are kind of, you know, flying in the dark, trying not to, or moving around in the dark, trying not to run into any furniture. And I, I think, you know, November 3rd, you said, is a mile away. I think October 3rd is a mile away right now. You know, when, when you don't really understand what the short-term drivers are things, you're just going to let things sway you. You're going to get one number here, one number that. It's not going to give you a clear picture. And, you know, to the extent, I, I think fiscal and monetary authorities, just the, the chances of making severe errors are high. I mean, look, we can't even agree. You know, no one even agrees about whether, you know, tax cuts are, are good or bad for the problem. So we're going to continue to see a lot of volatility until it becomes clear then inflationary pressures are under control. When that's going to be, my guess is sometime early next year, but the jury's out. Gershon, I think the saying was that 
when things are uncertain and you're in the dark, you walk around carefully. I would say at the moment, Zach, they're sprinting around a dark room getting punched in the face. And, and Zach, I just wonder how much further they can actually go, given what's happening around the world. Yeah, so I wonder how many punches you can take until you just have to sit down and call it. But I think that at the end of the day, it really is going to come down to the economic data. And, you know, so far on the inflation front, it hasn't been what they need to see. And I think Gershon's point that they respond so strongly to single data points, it's going to be difficult for that to change in the near term. In July, you had CPI somewhat disappoint. That feels like a lifetime ago in August. It came in way above expectations, and that's what's on everyone's mind. That seems to be what really filtered into the last FOMC meeting. The, the dots came in even above where the market had repriced over 100 basis points over a course of a month. So it's, yep. it's really difficult to see how this volatility ends, and that's kind of the key, I think, that when you have policy having to respond to such dire circumstances and every data point seems to matter so much more than it did, let's say, in the end of the last cycle. Where does the circuit breaker come from? I don't know. Gershon, Zach, to the both of you, awesome to catch up as always. Thank you. Equities negative this morning. Sterling is positive now. 109.33 on cable. Coming up, the morning calls and later, Seema Shah of Principal Global looking at a U.S. recession next year as her base case scenario, hers and pretty much everyone else. This is Bloomberg. Equities down 1%. Here are the morning calls. First up, UBS upgrading Kraft Heinz to neutral. $34 price target, saying inflationary concerns are now priced into shares. Evercore upgrading First Solar to outperform. $150 price target, expecting the company to benefit from the Inflation Reduction Act. And finally, Bank of America downgrading Apple to neutral, citing risks from a stronger U.S. dollar and weaker consumer spending. Coming up, just 48 hours remaining in a volatile third quarter. Joining us, Principal Seema Shah around the opening bell. The opening bell just around the corner. Twenty-three seconds away from the opening bout this morning. Good morning to you. Snapped a six-day losing streak on the S&P 500 in yesterday's session with the biggest day of gains on the S&P going back to early August. And then we start to take it away again this morning. We're down by about 1% on the S&P. On the Nasdaq, we're down by about one5 That's the opening bell. All the price action in the bond market. It looks a little something like this. A 10-year that's up six or seven basis points. Your yield right now. 380 in the FX market, euro dollar not doing much, euro dollar 97.31, and in the commodity market, crude up by about 0.2%, crude 82.30. Down at the opening bell, let's get you some movers. Here's Katie Greifeld. Hey, John, well, let's kick off with the world's biggest company. We have Apple on track to fall for a second day. This follows a rare 
downgrade from Bank of America. You have analysts warning of weaker demand for smartphones and laptops. That, of course, follows a Bloomberg scoop that Apple is backing off its plans to boost iPhone production this year. Shares lower, uh, about 2.5%. Moving on, Alibaba, also under pressure after some analyst action. You had JP Morgan cut its price target, now cautious on the e-commerce giant's second quarter revenue outlook, though there is some potential upside to earnings estimates. Shares to lower. There is some green to be found in Alcoa, though. You have shares popping along with aluminum prices after Bloomberg reported that the LME plans to discuss a potential ban on Russian metals. Shares higher by about 6%. And finally, we did get some fundamental news here for this meme stock, Bed Bath & Beyond. Its results were mostly in line with expectations. They were pretty low, so that's good news. Shares a little bit higher after jumping as much as 5% earlier, John. Aluminium's just not going to catch on in America, that's, is it? It's see, just, that's just, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> Katie, thank you. Appreciate it as always. Good to see you. The Nasdaq 100 suffering this morning. Information technology on the S&P down by about 4 point. 1.4% before you get excited, not 4 point something percent, 1.4% lower. Abby has more. Hey, Abby. Hey, John. Well, yes, big tech is selling off again after what may turn out to be a one-day reprieve within a 30% bear market for the NASDAQ 100, something that folks aren't talking about that much. But that is how much the NASDAQ 100 is on down on the year. And, of course, this is yields are backing up again. Yesterday, plunging in sympathy with the BOE was doing maybe a hope that the Fed was going to somehow reverse from their hawkish tone. But that really, there's no indication to think that. In fact, as you know, uh, some of those guilt yields are backing up anyway. This means the Nasdaq 100 is underperforming because, of course, as yields go higher, it makes everything look more expensive, especially stocks, especially the high growth stocks, tighten liquidity. Again, it makes everything, especially the high growth momentum tech stocks, uh, go higher. The year to date, we have the real yield round tripping it by more than 250. 50 basis points. The Nasdaq 100 again down about 30 percent on the year at its point on pace for its worst year since 2008. A clear bear market matching the potential three down uh, quarters in a row, something we haven't seen since 2008 to 2009, making it even worse because it's not just about tightened liquidity, John. It also has to do with the fact that technology and communications, communications, think Google, Netflix, technology, of course, Apple uh, and some of the other uh, chip makers, they receive about 53% and 41% respectively of their revenues abroad. That means that there's a 15% accounting FX effect. We, of course, heard about that with Microsoft pre-announcing a couple of months ago. It wasn't a big amount, but it's not a great uh, trend or precursor. Plus, if you think about it, it makes the IT budgets of the European companies and other uh, Asian uh, companies buying, it gives them 15% less buying power, probably puts the focus on need to have to technology as opposed to nice to have technology. Lots of headwinds for big tech. Tons to talk about. Abby, thank you. Three minutes into the session, we're down by 1.2% on the S&P. On the Nasdaq, we're lower by one5 Just a note on Sterling, appreciating for a third straight session now, cable at about 109.70. We're up by three quarters of 1% on that currency pair. The range this week at the low, 103.50, in the Asian session Monday morning at the high just a moment ago, 109.79. That is quite a range 
on a G10 currency against the dollar. We'll talk more about that later. Taylor Riggs, quite a range in a bond market mm. as well this week too. Indeed, and I want to welcome you to your second to last trading day of this third quarter as we think about what just a bloodbath really this has been. Take a look at the bond market, John. It's actually the relative outperformer. It is only off 21% or so, as you can see there. Small cap index, of course, off about 24% there at the bottom of the screen, given its correlation to dollar strength and being protected by some of the U.S.-based assets of which are uh, making up that index. And, of course, MSCI, the big underperformer of them all. All of that folds into your world of bonds. I thought the equity market was volatile. You jumped 95 basis points on a 30-year UK. Then you <laughs> plunge 100 basis points. That's nuts. So you're trying to find some stability at 5%. Now today we're finding some stability at 393. Maybe this will be a little bit less volatile. Uh, than we have seen the last few days. So buckle up, it is a wild ride. And this really shows it. We'll just talk about points, not percent, because the VIX is up 15 points, 32. We're not getting the huge washout of 40, but the move index, huge volatility in the bond market, that has been the leading indicator. And then you have the G7 currencies, as you mentioned, the pound also giving us some volatility. You know the well. rules of carnage, Taylor, that you do the Dow in points and you do I know. the VIX in percentage. I know. I know. Just to make it I sound know. more dramatic. We're I more know. disciplined here, as, <laughs> as you know. Thank you. Taylor, thank you as always. Taylor Riggs there. The Nasdaq 100 in the third quarter. This speaks to the volatility that Taylor's talking about. Recording a massive reversal. Kelly Lines has more. Hey, Kelly. Yeah, of about 19%, wiping out a 19% intra-quarter gain. That is the biggest wipeout we have seen within any quarter on record. Absolutely huge. And of course, we've seen a similar story in the broader S&P 500 as well, in that it was okay in the beginning through July to mid-August, and then we rolled over in a material way. So where that leaves us as we head into the final two trading days of the quarter is set for a third straight quarter of declines. That is the biggest losing streak on a quarterly basis for the S&P 500, going all the way back to 2009. So we're talking financial crisis era. And of course, a lot of that pain in stocks and tech stocks in particular is from the bond market, which Taylor was just speaking to. As we have seen yields climbing in a massive way, for the second time in three quarters, we have seen a more than full point move on the two-year yield, up 115 basis points just in a three-month period. And of course, as you extend throughout the curve, those moves get a little smaller, but they're still notable. I mean, even the 30-year is up around 51 basis points basis points. And the other big standout story over the last three months has been the dollar heading for its best quarter since 2016 at one point on pace for its best quarter since 2008, up about 6% from the start of July to now, leaving every single currency in a Bloomberg basket of expanded major currencies weaker against it on a quarterly basis. The euro, the pound, the emerging markets currency index is what I'm showing here. But of course, you could throw up the yen, the yuan, places where we have seen intervention to try and stem some of that weakness that the strong dollar is causing, John. Kelly Lines, who's next? Been asking that question on surveillance all week. Kelly, thank you. Principal Seema Shah on the year so far says this. Financial markets have suffered a dreadful first half, ravaged by a severe commodity shock, strict COVID lockdowns, and one of the most aggressive Fed tightening cycles in recent history. The second half looks equally tough. Seema, I'm pleased to say, joins us right now. 
Seema, let's talk about the second half of the second half. More pain to come. Uh, certainly. I, I think the first half of the second half was actually a little bit uh, more moderate. You know, the first July, half of August, uh, you had this almost really ridiculous optimism, I'd say, feeding into the market and this hope that the Fed and other central banks would capitulate to weak growth. Um, and then that realization that actually there is just one focus in town, and that is inflation, has taken all the expectations back to, um, to higher rates, lower growth, and, of course, lower earnings. And that is what is pushing down the market, and it's not over yet. Seema, is good news bad news? Because that claims print about an hour ago, below 200K, got a lot of people thinking that. Is good news bad news in the labour market? It absolutely is. And this is, this is almost where I think strong labour market is going to be the US's undoing. Because as long as the labour market is strong, the Fed has just got further and further to go. And they have to go. So they're going to be engineering a, a hard landing. That is almost the only way to pull down inflation. So the, long, the stronger the labour market is, the higher rates have to go. And of course, the higher rates have to go. The, the further things have to fall. And they're engineering financial instability as well. Other countries are contributing to that. Seema, what kind of things do you expect to start to crack just a little bit more? We've seen it in the gilt market, very, very unique to what's happening in the UK at the moment with fiscal policy pushing the other way against what the central bank's trying to achieve. But how many more cracks are you expecting to see and where and in what? Yeah, you know, it's, it's absolutely true. I think in the last couple of weeks, you do feel like this market frenzy is, is starting to really escalate. And at some point, it's going to hit that point where, um, you know, other things are going to break. And as you said, the gilt market, it is, it is specific to the UK. Um, but this is all driving in the same direction of concerns about inflation. Governments may be trying to offset growth, probably in the not, certainly not in the right ways than in the UK. But you can see that there is the same movement everywhere. Now, we are looking really towards the dollar. Where is that going to happen? Um, historically, every time the dollar has got to this point, something has happened. Um, be that some kind of intervention, some kind of emerging market crisis, uh, potential liquidity problems. But that's what we're watching. And then throw into the mix quantitative tightening. I do think that there's been a little bit of an underestimation of the impact that could have. So you're looking at really, really tight liquidity conditions, which is only going to get worse into a slowing economy. Seema, all the conflict we're witnessing right now, and let's start from the top of the pyramid, the very top, the Federal Reserve against the rest of the world. It's the Fed against the BOE, the ECB, the dollar's dominant. Those two countries, those central banks are trying to get a stronger currency, can't get one. Within the UK, the conflict between fiscal policymakers and monetary policymakers within the central bank the conflict between trying to preserve financial stability and trying to get inflation lower as well. See, when we can talk about the risks associated with all of that conflict, are there any opportunities out there off the back of it? It's, it's really, it's, that question is getting tougher and tougher and tougher. So look, there are going to be opportunities. Um, you know, they really want the small ones to pinpoint, you know, things that can potentially work out well, do well in a, in a recessionary environment. The, the, the truth is that things are getting tighter and tighter and tighter, as you said. So now, for us, for investors, it's really about going increasing your liquidity, right? Because when that bottom comes, given how far valuations have come down in so many markets, there will be some fantastic opportunities. And when it comes, it will come very, very quickly and furiously. 
So we do think that if anything that you're thinking about within your portfolios, start to increase that liquidity because there will be opportunities and you need to take advantage of it. Um, as of today, you know, we would be underweight equities, your underweight credit. Real assets are probably the one area that continue to throw up some opportunities, uh, things like listed infrastructure, even commodities, but as long as you're taking a, a kind of a five, ten-year horizon. Uh, but really, the number one message from us is increase your liquidity so that you are able to take advantage of the opportunities. Nasdaq down 2%, S&P down 1.6%. In today's session, about 11 minutes in, we've seen capitulation, I wouldn't call it that, intervention from the Bank of England. We've started to see just a little bit of softening of the stance in China too. China right now allowing some cities to cut the minimum first home loan rates. Seema, who's next? Where do we start to see that just little bit of a pivot? I'm not talking about the Fed. I'm just talking about elsewhere. Uh, look at where the, the most tensions are. You know, who's really, really starting to struggle? Where is the economy starting to struggle fundamentally? And I'm not talking about like a U.S. recession, which is we think going to be short and shallow. This is going to be somewhere where households are really starting to struggle. And actually, there will be a point where the tension gets too great and central banks almost have to change strategy. But you have to pick out which of the regions. It's not going to be in the U.S. because, unfortunately, I mean, fortunately, I should say, the economic conditions are not that dire. You look towards the Europe, and actually I think that the ECB, you know, it can raise rates 75 basis points in the next meeting, maybe another 50 at the one after that. But then you're really pushing up against economic tensions. So I'd be looking at everywhere but the U.S. for some kind of capitulation. Italy yields up big time too. It's not just the... Bank of England, it's the ECB that's got to think long and hard about this stuff too. We're up 10, 11 basis points on Italian 10 years today. Seema, thank you. Seema Shah there. Yields up almost everywhere. The Italian 10 year, the ECB talking about hiking rates and QT. Do you want some more Fed speak? It's coming right up. The federal funds rate next year would increase to uh, four and a half to four and three quarters. It's pretty clear that Everybody has in mind a continued increase until we get to that point, I'd say like March 2023. Before the week is out, you'll hear from Mester, Daly, Barkin, Brainerd, Bauman, and then Barkin again, and then Williams, and a whole lot more. That's next. This is Bloomberg Z Open. I'm Lisa Mateo, live in the principal room. Coming up, Kemi Badenoch, UK Secretary of State for International Trade. This is Bloomberg. The federal funds rate next year would increase to uh, four and a half to four and three quarters. The median of 19, 19 participants said it would be four and, three, four and a half to four and three quarters. And if you kind of look at the general pattern, I think it's pretty clear that everybody has in mind a continued increase until we get to that point, I'd say like March 2023, we'll be at that point. Chicago Fed President Charles Evans there, just one of many Fed officials taking center stage this week with markets remaining under pressure. Bloomberg's Ed Harrison writing, quote, yes, that pain you're feeling is intentional. It makes the Federal Reserve's job 
easier. I'm pleased to say Ed Harrison joins us right now. Ed, why does it make it so much easier? It uh, makes it a lot easier because uh, they need to get rates up in order to, uh, uh, you know, ease the economy, make sure that the economy is moving in the direction they want. But you have to think about the political consequences here. I mean, the Fed, which wasn't elected, by the way, is basically saying that it wants people to lose money or on the value of their homes, the stock and bond markets, throw people out of work, in essence. And they reside in Washington, obviously, uh, so they have to walk a fine line. That's why I think that they're going to get to 4.5 percent and not much more, despite what Charlie Evans just said. And I was having a really strange conversation this morning, and it is strange to sit there and say that jobless claims below 200K is bad news for the Fed. I'm not sure a lot of people in this country can get their hands around that, Ed. Why, for this Fed, good news in the labor market is bad news for them? Well, you know, it's the essence of their being behind the curve. I mean, because you have three dichotomies here. You have the U.S. versus the rest of the world. That's why we're seeing what's happening in the U.K. We have financial markets versus the real economy. The real economy is doing just fine, but the financial markets are starting to fall apart. You have retail and housing on the one side, which is in recession, and you have services which are doing just fine on the other side. This is the essence, the silicaribdis course uh, that we're on because they're behind the curve. So I think that we've actually hit peak hawkishness because of that dichotomy. I don't think that they get to 4.5% in 2022. I think that they, you know, despite what Evans was saying, that they're going to get to 4%, maybe four and a quarter, and that's it because they have to slow the pace or something more important is going to break in, in the market. The negative feedback comes from financial markets, Ed. We're arguably seeing that in the UK. I think we are this week, that's for sure. For the ECB, it could come from Italy. And is it international for this Fed? Is it something domestic? Is it liquidity in the Treasury market? Can you identify what that circuit breaker might be for them? Yeah, I think that when it, it's, it's, uh, it's uh, all of the above in many ways. Really, you think about CLOs, uh, you know, there's not the uptake there. I think that that's one place to look for in the domestic economy. Another place to look for is housing. We saw the numbers in terms of uh, uh, home sales, pending home sales, just plummeting to almost a record uh, decline month on month. So these are the things that will tell them that we're already seeing. If they're not backward looking, if they're forward looking, they'll see this as this is going to eke out into the rest of the economy. It's not going to just be retail and housing. It's going to also be increasingly uh, services as well. And so they're going to have to slow the pace. They can't do 75 basis points or they're going to have a financial accident. And I've been meaning to get you on for a while. Thanks for being with us. Let's do it again soon. Don't be a stranger. Ed Harrison there on the latest. His view on where he thinks this Fed's going to go. One thing for sure, we're seeing a lot of blinking and a lot of intervention. This from Germany. Did you ever expect to hear this? Planning to borrow 200 billion euros to tackle surging gas prices. Finance Minister Christian Linder saying in a press conference, we can put it no other way. We find ourselves in an energy war. Maria Tadeo from Brussels now for more. Good morning, Maria. How big is this effort going to be? 
Look, it's huge. It's 200 billion euros in new debt for a country like Germany, where you know that's always a difficult conversation. But what it shows fundamentally, one, is that bad foreign policy comes with a price tag. We see it today in the words of the German finance minister. He concedes now we are in an energy war, and this plan, which he calls an umbrella, a shield for German consumers and households and businesses, too, is the response that the country is putting forward to Vladimir Putin's blackmail. Now, there's a lot of questions around the implementation uh, of this thing. There's a lot of questions in terms of what this will do to demand destruction that has been a key factor in the German economy. But overall, a lot of clouds for the German outlook. You have inflation now at 10% in an economy at the end of the year, potentially in contraction. So, yes, this is big. It is significant. It also shows the magnitude of the problem. It shows that the German government is now aware of the storm that's about to hit the country. But again, there's a lot of question marks around this. And we've only seen the start of the autumn season. We're, we're in September, Jonathan. We still have months to go before we get to December. So again, a lot of clouds around this. Maria, let's catch up tomorrow on this. The conversation continues. Maria, today on that, on the latest package out of Germany, yields up in Germany, double-digit inflation in Germany that the ECB is going to try and respond to and at the same time worry about what happens in Italy. Reminds me of what's happening in the UK at the moment. Up 71 points yesterday on the S&P, down 71 points today, now down 67. We've basically taken back yesterday's move. On the Nasdaq 100, we're down by 2.3% with some sector price action. Is Abby. Yeah, big round trip here in that Nasdaq 100 you were just talking about, John. Now at its lowest level since October of 2020 when there was a big tech wreck ahead of the election. Right now, relative to the S&P 500 bearish action, the worst day in two weeks. All 11 sectors down, the tech index, uh, the tech sectors down the most discretionary. Real estate's in there too, because of course those yields don't, those dividends don't look as good with yields higher. But tech, communication services, most sectors down by more than 1%. So we're not getting a reprieve. Now on the month, it's also equally bearish, more bearish, not surprisingly. All 11 sectors are down. The best sector is healthcare, down 2.1%. But the worst sectors, it is real estate. And again, that has to do with that's a high dividend yield sector. When yields are higher, those dividends look less attractive. Energy down with oil, materials down with the sell-off in commodities. And there's technology also down as yields are higher, just less attractive. Abby, thank you. Up next on this program, your trading diary. Yields up, stocks down. Rinse and repeat. How many times have you heard me say that this year? 25 minutes in, stocks down by 1.8% on the S&P. On the Nasdaq 100, we're down 2.4%. In the bond market, twos, tens and thirties. Yields pushing higher once again on a two-year, just short of 420. On a 10-year, about 378 with a monster range on that particular maturity so far this week. That's the price section is the trading diary. President Biden meeting with heads of Pacific Island nations at 3 p.m. Eastern. The Fed speak continues, Mester and Daly speaking throughout the day. And it's Barkin, Brainerd, Bauman, Williams on Friday. And we round out the week with PCE deflator, personal income and spending numbers. And we'll get the UMich sentiment survey as well on Friday too. From New York City, thank you for choosing Bloomberg TV. This was the countdown to the open. This is Bloomberg.
the financial centers of the world, this is Bloomberg Markets with Alex Steele and Guy Johnson. It's 30 minutes into the U.S. trading day, and here are the top market stories we're following for you this hour. Risk off returns to the markets from the U.S. to the U.K. Investors are shrugging off support from the Bank of England, and they're bracing for more volatility. And we're going to break down what's driving the market action with Amy Wu Silverwin of RBC. Plus, we'll speak with a former economic advisor to UK Prime Minister Liz Trust as she doubles down on her fiscal plan and signals the U-turn on the horizon and a trail of destruction. Hurricane Ian barrels across the United States, leaving scores of people missing millions without power and billions of dollars in damages. We're going to go on the ground to Florida to bring you the latest. And from New York, I'm Shanali Bassett with my co-host in London, Guy Johnson. Alex Steele is off today. Welcome to Bloomberg Markets. Guy, that relief rally did not last very long. I think we're absolutely flat on a two-day basis. I was just looking at it, Shanali. Uh, the SPX, the S&P, almost exactly flat. So we've come up, we've come down. But this speaks to what we're seeing at the moment, isn't it? Incredibly whippy markets. And we're seeing it all over the place at the moment in a multitude of asset classes and this is where the risk lies people just can't cope their risk models can't cope or allow them to cope with this kind of volatility they sure can't cope with the volatility and you have to wonder how much leverage is left in the system i know that we're going to be talking a lot about that think about how many trades guy are just so yep. crowded from equities to the dollar to treasury markets and that leaves a lot of people vulnerable if we see another leg down absolutely i think yesterday was emblematic of this challenge the last few days have been emblematic of this challenge here in the uk um, there is leverage still in the system. It's not where you necessarily expect it to be. I think smarter people than me have figured out that there probably could be a problem in the mortgage, in the pension market here in the UK. But what it highlights is that there is still leverage in the system and that leverage can pose huge, huge problems and do so very quickly. So Shanali and I were kicking around this uh, a little bit earlier on, trying to figure out what our question of the day is. And after what we've seen over the last few sessions, Shanali just alluded to it, how much leverage is left in this system? And more precisely, where is it? Joining us now to try and answer these questions, Bloomberg's Vincent Signorella and Bloomberg's Katie Greifeld. Katie, the last couple of days, the UK has been the epicenter of the action and we've seen leverage and the impact that it can have. How much leverage is left in the financial system right now? It's a really good question. I went on a little bit of a wild goose chase trying to find you an answer this morning. If you look at margin debt, which is a pretty good measure of how much retail players have in terms of leverage, it's still $687 billion, which is a lot, but it's much lower than levels that we saw, especially over the past two years. So it's still out there, but it's come down a lot. That makes a lot of sense when you just think about the drawdown that we've seen. When you think about more of the institutional players, it's really, really hard to judge. Anecdotally, we have heard that 
A lot of people have been flushed out. Maybe they've gone to cash. It's a scary market out there. So it's hard to judge, but there is a lot of fear as we get into maybe the second leg of this bear market that we could see more leveraged fuel blowups similar to our Kagos that we saw year or so ago. And that's on the more extreme end of the spectrum. On a more simpler end with the pensions in the UK, you saw all that hidden leverage. And Vince, you know, the reality is more than 10 years of leverage is going to take a long time to unwind. So do you think that the market that is trying to get back in might find that that could be painful as more trades can still be unwound? Yeah, I think um, stepping in right now is definitely a painful trade. I mean, the only people who I talk to who are really involved in this are day traders, and that's because they're in and out. They're not long-term players. They're not buying now to hold for some time next year. I think there's been a lot of outflows. Uh, Lipper keeps these numbers uh, from from funds, both the high-yielding high funds and the investment funds. There's probably a fair amount of money in cash, but it's cash that's not really willing to be put, put to use. As you guys were mentioning uh, earlier, the reversal from yesterday, I think that speaks of, of more positioning in the markets. Yesterday, and we've seen a lot of trades stretched out to two, even three standard deviations. So yesterday was just a short squeeze uh, based on, you know, not really news in a way for equity markets. That was more of a stability thing. The the uh, Bank of England was doing for the fixed income markets. And then today yep. we're seeing it just revert, which is the sentiment of the market is still short. The bigger picture, though, and Shanali was talking about this, though, Vince, is that we are seeing a paradigm shift. We have had 10 years plus of interest rates low or falling. And the logical thing to do in that kind of environment is to gear up. We're now changing the pattern. We're now changing the model. You just, you've been through a number of these crises. How long do you think it's going to take to shake leverage out of the system for, for everybody to unwind the positions that they have, for that mentality to change? I think it's going to take the Fed pushing us in a recession, and I think that's very, very highly likely. I mean, we heard Bullard again today. Uh, we're going to hear more Fed speakers today. None of them are taking a foot off the gas. They all are saying that rates are high and need to go higher. We heard it yesterday as well from a series of Fed speakers. I, I, I think the Fed is, is, you know, we saw it this morning in inflation numbers uh, higher again as well, unfortunately. And so that's just going to gin them up and, and keep them pushing and pushing rates higher. The leverage will stop uh, and the pain will stop in a, in a strange way when we get pushed into a recession because that'll take the Fed, uh, that'll give the Fed pause. You know, we have headlines crossing the wire about where the NASDAQ is headed and it's not very pretty. The slump is extending to 3%, reaching its lowest levels since June 17th. And Katie, on the sidelines here, you were talking to me about just yesterday, people trying to get back in. How are those trades today being unwound already? Not great, Shanali, quite honestly. I mean, if you look at the ETF inflows, which I track very closely, about a combined $5 billion went into the queues, went into SPY. To Vince's point, really, I think the Fed speak is going to rule the market over the next few days. Because if you think about what fueled that dip buying, it was the Bank of England coming in, intervening in the bond market. Sort of a reminder that central banks still have your back, but the Fed, we know, is very intent on getting inflation down. Yep. That's going to be a painful process. You're seeing that in the price action this morning.
Vince, to both of your points, though, you talk about the Fed causing a recession. What we saw yesterday was the Bank of England switching from its monetary policy role to its financial stability role. Basically, the grown-ups in the room said, we've got to fix this, there's a big problem here, we need to take action. And I'm wondering whether or not we are approaching the point where other central banks are going to find that problem as well. Rates are going up very quickly. U.S. mortgage rates jumping to 6.7%. That's the highest level since 2007. We are approaching potentially the point at which financial stability risk becomes more important than inflation risk. And I'm wondering how you think central banks will deal with that and how the market will manage it. I, I think you make a really good point, and I think financial stability risk is probably a little bit closer here in the U.S. Um, than folks are, are pricing in. We, we've seen mortgages, uh, mortgage payments basically doubled over the last two years, for, and we're seeing it in home sales dropping. We're seeing it in just about every economic indicator is dropping, even though the Fed is standing pat and pushing hard and raising rates. They very much, with a strong dollar, uh, could see a situation where they actually cause a fiscal crisis. We're, we're going to get the next round of earnings coming out, and it's probably not going to be uh, pretty for the large cap corporates who don't really hedge their FX exposure. And dollars at records highs, that's going to hurt earnings. And, and we're going to see issues, I think, with individual uh, leverage based on where rates are, and, and you're going to see it in the housing market where this whole forbearance is done and landlords are trying to recoup gains by raising rents so aggressively. So people just can't afford what's coming down the pike, and, and that's going to cause some major issues. Trouble ahead. Bloomberg's Katie Greifeld and Vincent Signorella, thank you so much for your time. And coming up next, we're going to dive deeper into the markets, what's underneath the surface with Amy Wu Silverman, RBC Capital Markets Equity Derivative Strategist. She joins us on our question of the day next. This is Bloomberg. Audio Jungle. When you hear about opioid overdoses, you probably don't realize half of the nation's overdoses happen in the exact same spot. It's happening right at home. Georgians are accidentally dying in their own homes because people don't understand the dangers of taking an Oxy or Perk for sleep, stress, or with a glass of alcohol. Learn how to protect your family from opioid overdose at opioidresponse.info. This message is brought to you by Georgia DBHDD. What's that place you've always wanted to try? While well, you're there, sharing plates with just one bite. Or on second thought, maybe not sharing. It's that good. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. Thanks for joining us as we talk about buying things from garage sales, thrift stores, and flea markets and reselling them on eBay for a profit. I'm John, that's Devin, and we're the Severe Thrifters. Welcome everybody to episode 79. 79 already. This is me, John. I am solo today. Devin will be editing this episode and hopefully 
making it live real soon. So today we're going to talk a little bit about eBay Open, which that was just held last week. And I participated virtually. Uh, I didn't go there, but uh, I it was like a three-day event. And they had um, people that worked for eBay do some quick, like, 15, 20-minute tutorials on things that are going to be um, changing with eBay, some updates, some things that are in the works. And so I thought maybe I'd share some of that information with you today. Um, there's a little bit to go through, so I'm going to dive right into it. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for downloading. That's the most important. Uh, hopefully, statistically, we're doing okay. I haven't talked to Devin, so I don't know. So, uh, it doesn't matter. We're still going to do this. But So, eBay Open is typically they send... Like, I got an invitation through the email, being that I'm a store subscriber, to do or to participate virtually in eBay Open. And so, I did that. Uh, it was a three-day seminar. It lasted probably like from, I want to say about 11 o'clock where you can go on and do um, what's the word I'm like networking with other people via a chat system in there. And then at noon, well, noon Eastern Standard Time, they start to have people on there talking a little bit about the subjects of the day. And so I listened to quite a few of those, and I'm just going to kind of touch on the things that are really going to have an effect or are related to us specifically as eBay resellers. They did touch on some other things, but I thought that it really wasn't that important to us until it really gets rolled out and they give us more specifics. They were very vague on some certain subjects. About one of the first things, eBay Open 2022, probably one of the, it's not the most important, but probably the biggest change that I could see that they're doing with regards to our listings is they're going to give us the opportunity to have 24 photos. As you know, right now, uh, you can do 12 photos. That's your max. And... Now they're going to open it up. I'm not, they didn't say like exactly when that's going to take place, but they did say there are going to, and this is for free. You don't have to pay any additional or anything like that, but it's going to have 24 photos. Now, that's a lot of photos. <laughs> 12 is tough. You know, to, to actually do 12, now there's certain categories that it's easy to get 12. There's a lot of times where I'll end up with 13 or 14, and I'm like, dang it, I got to drop one or two. And so I'm like, if I only had a few more photos, I didn't need 12 more. I just needed a few more. I would have been fine with 14. But um, for the most part, a lot of times you're struggling to get six. And I do know that eBay does prefer you to use as many photos as possible in order for your listings to rank higher during a search. So 
So I kind of reached out to some people to find out. I was like, is it going to be necessary that we actually upload 24 photos every single listing? And no, you know, nobody would really give me a direct answer to how that will help or hurt whether you do it or don't do it. What I do know, as of right now with the 12 photos, you are it's in your best interest to have all 12. And the reason I say that is you're in competition with the top listers in that Okay, let's back up. If you typed in the search like you're trying to buy something, okay? I hate to use that Dora game again, but it just it's like sitting right here in front of me. Wait, 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 wait. I have I have a Cars DSi game or a Nintendo DS game. We'll use that instead of Dora. We're going to use Cars, okay? So you search Cars Nintendo DS game, right? And you have your search results come up and probably thousands of them. Well, those that rank highest, like will be on your first page, you know, they have all the, all the I's dotted and T's crossed and they've got their right coupons and promotions and they're a top rated seller and they got the greatest feedback and they're promoting at a high percentage. Typically, those folks are going to rate way or rate way higher. And so you're going to see those in the first couple listings. But if you want to be on that first page, you've got to pretty much enter every detail you possibly can. And so if you're a top rated seller, but you're not doing any promotions or coupons or discounts and you're you don't have as many listings and you're just not the cream of the crop when it comes to eBay resellers with regards to the cars game. You've got to do whatever it takes to get yourself up there, which may include 24 photos because listen, if there's some top rated sellers that only have four photos and you have eight that could potentially bump you above them just because you took the time to put more photos in. So do not overlook photography. There's a lot of people out there who they're one or two picture people. It's pretty vague. Front, back, that's it. And I think when it comes down to a head-to-head match where you both are selling the Cars DS game and you both are top-rated seller with about the same amount of feedback, same amount of listings, same item specifics. Your title is just as strong. It very well could come down to how many photos you have in your listing. If that person only has two and you've got six, odds are the algorithm's going to push you above them. So photographs are important. Now, good photographs are important. Uh I can't, people, there's an, and I don't want to get too far off on a tangent with photography, but with the white background, there's a lot of people that swear by it saying that you need to have a white background because then for the Google results in a Google search, your listings will pop open because Google only wants to use white background photos. So it's, 
there's a potential for your listings to get bumped up if you have a white background, but there's no like actual proof of that. There's a psyche, there's that psychological aspect of it when you're shopping on eBay and you see things with a white background, it looks like a brand new photo, almost looks fake. And then you have one right below it that's a nicely staged photograph with maybe two complementary colors, but it's not a white backdrop. It may look a lot better to you. So I think it's just a psychological thing. I am not sure that eBay is going to bump you up strictly because you have a white background versus, say, a gray. I, I don't know the answer to that, but what I do know is if... Um, Seller A has two pictures and seller B has four. And if you're comparing apples to apples, the one with four photos is going to rank higher than the one with two. So photography is important. There's a lot of people out there that I've talked with who said, I don't care. I take four photos. That's all there is to it. My sales are fine to each their own. Listen, I was on TikTok there's a person who has 6,000 listings, active listings in their eBay store. And they only sell about $289 a day. They're happy with that. And their sell-through rate is only about 4%, which is actually really low. You want a minimum be about 10% with your sell-through rate. And the sell-through rate is if you take your 90-day total, not price, but how many items you sold in 90 days. It'll show on your screen, uh, like it may be 300 items. Okay. We'll just use that. You divide that by three because that's 30 days, right? Because it's a 90 day total. So that gives you a 30 day. So say a hundred items, then you divide that number by the total amount of active listings that you have right now. And not sales, but numbers. So if you have 900, you would take 100 divided by 900, and that would give you your sell-through rate. Now, that isn't something set in stone. That just is a guideline that people use. And anything that is pretty much 10% or above, you're on the right track. You're headed in the right direction. If you fall, fall below that 10%, you may need to start kind of looking at your your either your pricing, your pictures, the quality of the products that you have. There's a lot of things that go into that. But that just means you're kind of on track. You're doing a good job. And this person was very happy with a 4%. Even said, hey, I don't you know have my store set up that way. It's not a model. Like, I think this person is just a little confused. Like, I'm not talking about the 10% rule as a model for, or a business plan that you should have. It's just a basic number or statistic that you can kind of go by to let you kind of gauge about where you're at. I'm sitting just above 10%. Um, I'm like at the 11% range. And I'm happy with that. Of course, I'd like to be higher. But right now, as long as I'm above that 10%, I'm happy with that because I'm still new. I haven't even been doing this a year yet. Actually, I'm coming up on a year. October 1st will be my one-year anniversary, everybody. That's just around the corner. That was my very first listing was October 1st, 2021. And 
I'm coming up on 950 active listings. I have sold a total, I don't remember the actual number now. It's over 800 items this year I've sold. I think it was right around 850, I think. Items I've actually sold. So I'm really tickled pink about that. Right when, when I start to think about, I've had my days where I have two or three sales and I'm kind of bummed. I'll go look at that stack or statistic and I'll be like, man, I've sold almost 900 items this year alone. And that doesn't count last year's numbers. That is just from January. Over over 800 items I have shipped out. So I'm proud of myself. Things are going well. Uh, of course, you'd always want them to be better. But I think that statement applies all the time. Because at what point are you going to be like, oh, I'm good. I just wanted to sit right here. It doesn't happen that often. Most of us are always striving for a little bit more. So... Back to eBay Open, back to photography. You guys know me. I talk a lot and get off on tangents. But the 24 photos, I am not, you know, personally, I am not going to have 24 photos. There is, my upload time is so slow because my internet's so bad. I don't think it's going to be necessary for me or... I just think productivity, what I'm going to get out of it for me to sit here and wait for 24 photos to upload, I don't think it's good. There's going to be enough of a payout for me to sit there and wait for that. Um, so I'm going to continue on. I try to do my 12. I, I typically, I bet my average is about nine. I, I'm pretty sure that'd be about my average. There are some things where I struggle to get six. Because, I mean, think about it. The the this DS game. How many possible photos can you have if you don't have a case? Front, back, and then what? Like zoom in? Upside down? I don't, I mean, how many more pictures can you get of that? So to do 24 of that, I, I think you're just asking for trouble. And I, I do think that it's possibly confusing for the buyer if you have 24 photos to go through, I just think with certain categories, you might be like, okay, I'm over this already. Oh my gosh. You know, he's taking pictures of buttons now. What, you know, is there something wrong with this shirt? He's taking pictures of the backside of the tag or each little button or each little seam or hem. It's like, okay, that's enough already. You start to kind of question the, the quality of the item at some point. So, but I, I think it is in your best interest to put as many photos as you can. I think if that's just going to be a blanket statement, I think that's the best way to approach eBay when it comes to photography is don't, don't chintz out. Don't just take two and say, I'm good. Just take as many as you can on each item and then be happy with that. Don't, don't just do front back. I'm good. Maybe do different angles. Maybe zoom in on the corner of something to show if there's any damage or any wear. Um, sneakers, it's easy to get nine photos. Just It's super easy to get nine. And, you know, you could take the insoles out. You could show the ends of the laces because sometimes those are worn out. I mean, there's a lot of ways to get 24 photos. I, I'm not sure which category would benefit from 24 
You know, I'm not a pro in all categories. That's a lot of photos. Um, maybe something very high end that you want to show all the stitching, all the different aspects inside and out of say like a very high end purse or high end sneakers. Cause a lot of times 12 isn't enough. Like I've done, uh, I can't think of the name of it. Where's my phone at? I don't even know where my phone is. That's crazy. And I think that it's not called Check Check. It was another one. It's an app that I use to check my sneakers. You easily have over 12 um, photos if you take the insoles to look at the stitching on the inside. Um, and to get all the angles of the shoe, you definitely need more 12. So I really do think it was geared more towards like sneakers and high-end stuff. Now, and that, that brings me to another point. The eBay Open, there was a lot, a lot, a lot of talk about sneakers. Uh, a lot. I mean, almost every example they used was sneakers. And so... Which there's some other topics I want to touch on today with regards to sneakers. What do you know? But they've made a lot of changes to help with the sneaker program. I just, I'm thinking that's where a lot of their um, money is coming from must be in sneakers. Because, I mean, they, I'm telling you, everything was sneaker based. Every example, even the little like commercials, faux commercials that they put in there had somebody packaging up sneakers. I mean, it was so sneaker oriented. It drove me crazy and not sneakers like a pair of Brooks for $30. We're talking, you know, cream of the crop Jordans and all the high end shoes. It wasn't us little 30, $40 stuff. It was, it was the big money stuff, but back to the photos, 24 photos. And I'm going to move on from there. Just remember that it will help you if to have the most photos you could possibly put on there. It's not going to hurt you. It is only going to help. So when in doubt, take another photo. I mean, I don't, I, I really do think people are going to sit here and say, okay, I, I have a VHS tape. How many, let's not even say that a CD, right? A music CD. How many, how many different angles can you take? And how many different pictures can you take? Just do the best you can. Do as many as you can. Take all the different sides. You know, books are the same way. You could take the front, back, open a cover, open up to a few different pages and just take pictures. If there's pictures within the book, take a picture of the pictures. Uh, just, all, you know, the copyright. There's a lot of different things that you can do to gain an extra picture or two. You know, a lot of toys and stuff have made in China, made in Japan, made in USA. Zoom in on that. Every little photo is going to help you. It's Guys, I can't stress enough, it's not going to hurt you. And additionally, there's a lot of things that you have to measure. Say it's either clothing or there's collectibles and they want to know how tall a figurine is. Lay the ruler in the picture and take a picture of it. Because that right there gets you another photo. And there is no question 
That buyer cannot say, well, this wasn't the size he stated. The ruler is in the picture, and you got to look right at it. There's no denying you knew how tall, long, deep, thick this item was, whatever it is. So, you know, try to utilize a yardstick or a ruler or tape measure in your photos as well. It may seem silly, but I started to do that more with my printer or computer printers because most people are like, oh, it's just a printer. But you know what? A lot of people have a designated spot for that printer. So they might need to know how tall it is, deep, wide, all that stuff. So I started taking pictures of a yardstick just to kind of give people an estimate about how big it is. So I, I just think it's in your best interest. Obviously, I'm not saying you have to measure your VHS tape. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, you can, but I think they're all the same size. But you utilize as many photos as you can. It's only going to help you. Just think of, think of it this way. If it came down to a tie, you want to be the winner. So put that extra photo in. Um, so is it necessary to do 24 photos? It's not necessary, but I think it could help you in the long run. So am I saying you need to do 24? No, I'm not. You got to do what you, what's best for you and the items that you sell. Uh, for me, the items that I sell, uh, I don't know if I'll ever do 24. I don't do anything high end. So I definitely will dip into the 14, 15 range because there's some things that I always have to drop a few photos, especially if I'm showing damage on something. You always need those few extra photos to show that. So just make sure that you're just doing as many as you can. So we're going to move on from the 24 photos. Some of you might know this. Some of you, I'm not sure I was included in this early on, but you you have the availability of providing a video for your item. Like you'll have your, right now, I have 12 boxes for photos and then I have one box for video. And so I think the best way to put this is it's kind of a waste of time. I originally had thought, I think Devin and I talked about it on a previous episode, but I, I think it's a waste of time. I was taking some video of audio, vintage audio, like eight track players, record players, showing that then they work and the sound that comes out. And I thought that was a really good idea because I think I, I just want to you know build that confidence with the buyers. But what happens is I take the video, I upload it, and for me, imagine how long it takes to upload a photo. And now I have to upload a video. It takes forever to upload a video. Then it's got to go through eBay to be, what's the word I'm looking for? They have to allow it, approve it. That's the word I'm looking for, approve. They have to approve your video and that takes 24 hours. So it doesn't actually go live onto your listing right away. You have to wait 24 hours for it to go live. So that's another issue with that. It's like, I'm in the middle of listing. I just want to list and move on. I don't want to have to worry about whether or not my video is going to be approved or they're going to say, no, you can't have that. And so I, 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 don't, I don't think it's really necessary. I was doing, I had a couple vintage hats 
that I put on a turntable and I uh, did a video of it just spinning around so you'd get all angles of the hat. But by the time I uploaded it and it got loaded, you know, they accepted it after 24 hours and it put on there. I was like, nobody cares. I have those same angles in my photos. The video, nobody cares. So I don't know if it's that necessary. I'm not, I don't really think it's going to hurt you listing wise. Like if you had 24 photos and another person had 24 photos and you guys were in a race for the top, I would presume that the person with the video would get bumped up. But I mean, how often is that actually going to happen? I mean, if I'm in a rat race and I have 24 photos and it's going to come down to a video and whatever, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I think I've tried the video. I just think it's kind of a waste, but if you guys want to try it, it's there. It is, it's active for me. I'm not sure if everybody has that option right now, but I do have that. You could toy around with it if you'd like. Maybe if you had some electronics, maybe like a gaming system. You wanted to prove that it works. Um, that's, I guess, would be another potential highlight for a buyer to see that. Go in there and actually watch you, watch it playing, I guess. Um, anywho, I'm, that one I'm not going to touch on very quick. Cause I, I really, I, I just, I don't think it's really all that great. Again, I think it's going to be geared more towards higher end things. Uh, I can't even, I was even thinking about the auto parts categories and like, would that be beneficial? And no, not really. Uh, nothing that a picture can't show you in a listing. So I'm not sure. Um, play around with it if you guys want to. If you want to take some videos and upload them, go ahead. Just know that it takes 24 hours. So let's just move on. Now they do have... Speaking of videos, they in the works right now, it's in their beta testing, is eBay Live. What they're going to bring is a live auction platform to eBay called eBay Live. They did allow us that were participating in the eBay uh, Open to join their live and they were giving away some stuff. Uh, I couldn't click on it quick enough. Uh, you had to take a, you had to use your phone. You had to have the app and then you had to take a picture of the QR code on your desktop just to go into the eBay live. So I actually didn't get to go into a room. I just missed out. And then people, it would only last for like five minutes and people would go back. Oh, that was pretty cool. You know, la di da di da But I, I have a feeling, obviously... Uh, with whatnot and how well whatnot is going, I think eBay knew, and I knew we all. I think we all kind of knew it was a matter of time before eBay decided to join in on that money making idea as far as live auctions, and so they are bringing that to fruition. So eBay is it's it's just going to be called eBay Live, and they are going to offer live auctions. I'm not sure how it's all going to work out yet, but that is in the beta testings right now. And to touch on that kind of off eBay, Poshmark is going to be offering live auctions as well. 
So you're going to have Whatnot, Poshmark, and eBay all with live auctions. So I think that is the future of sales in a lot of their eyes. Not all the sales. I mean, it's, they're not going to drop the sites and just do live auctions because there's a lot of people that don't want to be on a live auction. So I, I do think, though, that that's, you're going to see more and more of that, and it's going to be more virtual eventually, too. Uh, so moving on from that, there's not a lot to talk about. Like I said, it's still in the beta testing, but it is coming because they already allowed us to go into it. I didn't get to go into it, but um, other people did. I was actually on or in the eBay open virtually and I couldn't get in and people, it was already done with by the time I was done uploading everything that was supposed to upload. So I was like, forget it. But they said it was pretty cool. So that is there. All right. So a couple, a couple other changes, and what do you know? It's sneaker related. But somebody listening to this might be. I've had a few sneakers go through the eBay authen, authentication process, and typically those are higher end shoes or sneakers. A lot of times you see anything over a hundred dollars, depending on the brand and and what it is. If you sell a pair of sneakers, say a pair of Nike Jordans that are over $100, a lot of times it'll go through the eBay authentication. And what happens is you get a shipping label, like the buyer will pay shipping, normal shipping, but your shipping label, you will ship it to the authentication. I think it's in Las Vegas. They'll authenticate the shoe. If it is real, then they will then repackage it and ship it on to the buyer. If it's fake then they, I don't even know if they ship it back to you, but then that's a whole big mess. But regardless, they're changing the way that is going to work. Apparently, I, I'm not 100%. I, I've read it, but I'm, I'm just trying to really let it sink in and, and be sure of what I'm saying. But for the most part, they have made a deal with FedEx and I know it's going to upset some people because here's just another place we have to go to to drop off packages, right? I'm already at USPS. I already have UPS. Now I'm going to have to include FedEx. What's going to happen is eBay is going to send you a free label. It's going to be a FedEx label. And it's going to be free of charge, the shipping to their authentication authentication in Las Vegas. I don't know if it's a, if it's like a commercial building, if it's a freaking hotel room that somebody's in there authenticating. I don't know where it's going, but what I do know is they're going to send you, they made a deal with FedEx. FedEx is going to do all the shipping for their the sneakers that need authentication. Now, this isn't for all sneakers. This is just authentication. And so eBay will send you a label. It's not going to cost you anything to ship it to the authentication. The buyer will pay shipping. And I'm guessing it's going to be based on shipping from the authentication area to their shipping address. But you're going to have to drop them off at FedEx. That's the unfortunate thing. I don't care about the label. Whatever. If they got to go be authenticated, 
that's you know that's kind of looking out for me as a seller and then the buyer as well. So it's not really that big of a deal. But for me, it's gonna I have to go visit FedEx now and drop off these boxes. Now I don't sell a lot of them, only on occasion. I've had probably three or four go through the authentication. All have been approved. Everything's been really good. So the process was it was pretty seamless. But the problem is. Now I'll have, instead of going to USPS and using my regular shoebox that I would normally use to ship sneakers or a larger box like the 12 by 12 by 9 that priority box that you can get for free, I'm going to have to put it in a non-USPS box because it's got to go to FedEx. So it does change some things. So there is that. So just keep that in the back of your mind. If you're a sneaker seller, that has changed. But again, it's just for anything that's got to be authenticated. So don't panic. Don't panic. It's not all shoes. It's just anything that needs to be authenticated. It's got to go down this route now. All the other shoes, you'll just continue on as normal. You'll send them to or ship them off to USPS or whatever you use. That's what I use and all hunky-dory, but I uh, just thought it was crazy that now they're making deals with FedEx, and it's like, oh, another one in the ring, another hat in the ring, but who knows? All right, and so one of the biggest topics I feel that was brought up at eBay Open was instant payment, and what I mean by that is a buyer looks at the Cars Nintendo DS game and wants to buy it and and clicks buy it now and he immediately gets charged for the purchase price and shipping, which is no different than you and I going anywhere in the world, anywhere in this, let's just, anywhere in your neighborhood that you go buy something You have to pay for it first before they give it to you. You do not get to walk off with it and then you get to think about it for four days and decide whether or not you want it. So like, go to the gas station, grab yourself a bottle of Sprite, drink it on your way home, leave a little bit and decide that it didn't taste as good as you thought and not pay. And that's totally fine. And that's what's happening right now is... Now, you can select immediate payment through eBay, but that only becomes immediate if they pay, buy it now with no offer. It's just whatever you're asking prices, they pay it. Um, Then you can get immediate payment. But if there is an offer that was made and you accept it, they have four days. And so a lot of people have been talking and really pushing eBay to fix this. And why it's taking so long? Guys, when is the last time you've been able to do something for a test run for four days and then can just say, never mind, I'm not buying it? I, I don't I don't get it. Now, I, keep in mind, I understand the fact that, say I bought the car's DS game, I offered you $5, you accepted, and I waited four days to pay. All right. I know I don't have the game in my possession. I know as a buyer, I know that. And I know so that 
you know, some of my examples may be misconstrued a little bit, but, you know, don't hang me for that. What I'm saying is that's four days that that item could have been listed to a potential full price buyer that now I'm going to have to relist it and start over again if the buyer doesn't pay in four days. That's the headache. And believe me, if some of you are sitting back and say, I've never had that happen. How often is that? That happens to me every single week. Happens all the time because I accept offers. And if somebody even drops down 50 cents off your original price, they have four days to pay. So it does happen way more often than you think. And it is a headache because that item is just sitting for four days and you're waiting to see whether or not they're going to pay or not. And it's not listed anymore. So you got four days of possible buyers not seeing your item because this person has has to think about whether or not they want it or not. You know, maybe you should think about that before you hit buy it now. And and so that was the most uh, that is probably one of the biggest complaints about eBay as a platform in a seller's eyes. There's a lot of issues and there's always going to be. But I just don't understand how that wasn't fixed years ago. I don't I, I mean how Everybody is instant pay. You go to the gas station, you pay before you get your gas. You go to the grocery store, you pay before you get to walk home with your milk. I I mean, so, but you don't, I guess the example that I could use is, could you push a gallon of milk around in your shopping cart for four days in the store and then decide whether you want it or not? You know, what if, what if you went into the store and there was a pair of shoes, and it was the last pair of size 11 Nike Jordans, and you put them in your cart, and you walked around that store for four days, and you have people coming in saying, hey, do you have size 11 Jordans? Nope, we're all out of stock. Nope, we're all out of stock. Five, six people. Nope, we're all out of stock. Four days later, you're like, eh, I don't feel like having them anymore. And you put them back on the shelf, and you walk out. I mean, that that company could have sold those shoes four or five different times for full price. So that's kind of my example. It's like, I, I think what's more of a headache for me is having it sitting there looking at me saying, waiting for payment, waiting for payment, waiting for payment. And then I, I have to send in, you know, eBay will send a message saying, hey, you know, we can't ship until you pay. And then I send a message, hey, I can't ship until you pay. And it always becomes longer than four days. It normally becomes seven days because you're just nice. I am nice. I want to give them the opportunity. And the bad part is, is they rarely, I get a couple, but they rarely will reach out to you via the eBay messenger and just say, hey, I get paid on Friday. I really want these. Is it okay that I wait till Friday to pay? If they would just do that, I would be less angry or frustrated with that. <laughs> but 
they don't always do that. Maybe one out of every five will reach out to me and say, Hey, I get paid later in the week. Can we, uh, can you just wait till then? And I, and I always say, yeah, cause I mean, I appreciate them letting me know, but that's probably the biggest thing. And so the answer to that is eBay did talk about it during the eBay open and said, hopefully by the end of this year, they will have that arranged where it's finally set up and it'll be immediate payment. So now they've been promising this for quite some time. So I'm, I am skeptical, but if that does happen, that's great. There'll be no more of this four, five, six, seven day waiting period for people to pay. It's just, everything's going to be immediate. And that's what it should have been in, from the get-go. Um, I have never, and I've been on eBay since it started. What, back in what, 90, what, 98? Whatever it was. And I have never waited to pay. If I want something, I buy it because that's how business is done. Right? I mean, that's, if I were a seller and you wanted something of mine, I would expect payment in return for the item. Rarely can you go anywhere and say, yeah, I want that. And then they'll hold it for a week. And then you still can him haul around and there's no penalty for that. Now, at least, at least make you put five bucks down or something. I mean, right. A little skin in the game, but Anyhow, we're not going to go down that rabbit hole because I get fired up about it. Because I get a lot of them, guys. It's, some of you might not have dealt with it. Some of you may have dealt with one or two. I get them very often. Because I, I deal with a lot of offers. And that was another reason why, uh, was that a week or two ago, I took off, I, I turned off all offers because I was kind of sick and tired of all that. And then my sales declined. So I turned it back on and they picked right back up. So... I'm just going to allow the offers. I'm just looking at it as a more positive. Uh, it's an opportunity to reach out and say, hey, let's make a deal. And it also gives eBay the understanding that you're active on your account. So it's kind of a win-win. I know you get some lowball offers, but look at that as an opportunity. They did still stop at your listing and still click something and still message you a lowball offer. So there's still activity on your account, which is in the eyes of eBay and its algorithm. That's what you want. So even if it's a lowball offer, guys, say, cool, at least you're making my account active. I appreciate that. So, because you can always decline. It's not the end of the world. But those are some of the things that was going on in eBay open. Uh, there was, there was a lot of other things. They talked about a new, uh, international shipping plan, but everything that they said, they were not very clear. It was very vague and it sounded exactly like the global shipping program. I mean, it, and they made it sound like this is brand new. So I, I'm not, even people were asking questions and they would not give definitive answers. So I'm not quite sure what that's all about. But it was exactly like the global, oh, you'll take your item and ship it to a shipping center. I'm like, that's what we already do. So I'm not I'm not 100% sure what that's all about. So I'm not going to even get involved in that one because I do the global shipping. 
and it's it's worked well for me. So I, I mean, if it's better rates for the international buyers, then that's great for international buyers, but it doesn't affect me in any way because I'm still going to ship it the same way I always would have before. So I don't, I don't, it doesn't really affect us. I mean, unless there's some massive change to it, but uh, then there was a lot of uh, eBay talk um, on the types of buyers and what they're really kind of focusing or marketing towards, you know, and, and I've said it in a uh, episode way earlier about how they're focusing their marketing and they're, they're strategizing how to build more of a re, uh, return customer base, you know, versus just putting all their money into brand new buyers. They want to have them as returns. And so a lot of the eBay open was with regards to the types of buyers and how they're classified. And I'm not going to get into that. I, I'd have to go back and write it all down. I, I understand what they were saying, but at this point, in my eBay store, I don't, I know I should focus more on returning customers, but I don't, I have so few, you know, I'm still trying to build a customer base just to start with, let alone get people back to my store. So I wasn't too, I wasn't really in tune with that. I was kind of, I think I was listing while I was listening to that. And it was like, it wasn't a really big deal for me, but those are just some of the things to look out for. I do think that going back to the 24 photos, make sure that you all get as many as you can. Not 24, but I'm saying don't don't be cheesy and just do two. And if you think you need a white background, you can click on, after you upload the pictures into your listing, you can click on that picture you can do an edit and they have a background remover within that edit right there. So you could try that. It's it's not perfect. It sometimes will leave some like residual of the picture behind it. And you'll have to go use the eraser or the paintbrush to kind of touch up your picture. But you do have that option. So, and then my suggestion to you is do not waste your time and remove the background on every single picture. You only need to remove the background of your main photo. The only one. And the reason is, that is your main photo. That is the photo that comes up in all the search engine results, whether it's Google, eBay, whatever it is, that main photo is the photo that pops up. So that needs to be your best photo and the only one, if you're going to do the background remover and have a white background, that's the only one that needs it. Do not sit there and waste your time and remove the background within all those secondary photos, especially if you do 24. Not necessary. Um, a lot of you probably didn't know that. That it's just the main photo. That first main photo, that is your best photo of the item and if you want to do white background and you want to erase it go into the edit just do the main picture leave the rest your regular backdrop whatever it is uh, don't waste your time because 
the more time you put into this, the less you're making on each item. And the goal is to make as much as we can, right? That's my goal. And I kind of hope it's yours too, because that would be kind of strange if you were in it to lose money. I'm in it to make money. So those are some tidbits. Uh, maybe that'll help you a little bit down the, the road when you start to see some of these changes come to fruition. Because I'm not sure. They did not release exactly when they're going to happen. I would assume with the new fall update already here that maybe these changes are going to take place right away. I do know the immediate payment. They did say during the open that it was going to be the end of this year. I would not look for it to be any sooner than that. Uh, it's a shame because with quarter four, I'd love to have had it for the fourth quarter. Um, but it is what it is. We can't change that. But at least they're going to make that change at some point. We just got to wait. And I can't tell you when it's going to happen. But it's it, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. Um, it's no longer if. It's a matter of when. So that that's the bright side of it all. But anywho, if you guys have any questions or comments or concerns, you can reach out to me at severethrifters at gmail.com. You can visit us on Instagram at severe underscore thrifters. That's not three words. The underscore is that little line at the bottom of the space, I guess you could say. It's like if you were to underline one little... <coughs> Sorry. If you were to underline one one letter, that little underline mark, that's the underscore. In case you guys didn't know. I don't know how many people know that. Maybe everybody knew that and they're like, well, no, no crap. I almost cussed there. But... So it's severe underscore thrifters or severe thrifters, one word. That's Devin's side of it. And then you can visit us on TikTok, which is severe underscore thrifters. I've got quite a few things going on in there. We also have YouTube, severe thrifters. If you want to watch some videos, I've been doing more shorts, which are like the 30 second, 60 second little videos. And then I just uploaded a video a couple days ago. Uh, about me visiting a Goodwill. So that's there for you to watch if you'd like to. Make sure you like and subscribe there as well. And buymeacoffee.com slash Severe Thrifters if you'd like to tip your favorite podcasts or reselling podcast hosts. I can't say you're, uh, we're your favorite because there might be something else you listen to that you really enjoy too. But as far as resellers, yeah, we're, we're the cream of the crop here. So definitely tip us. Throw some money our way. Um, I picked up a newer microphone. It's not, not, not the best one. Devin's got a good one. This is an upgrade from what I was using. So hopefully maybe this audio was a little better today than it's been. So I'm really hoping that's the case because I want to make sure it was worth it. But I'm too, like, I don't want to dump a ton of money into a microphone if it doesn't make that big of a difference. So that's probably the hardest thing to, to figure out is whether or not this mic has made that significant of a difference if it was worth the money that I put into it. But anywho, anywho, I definitely thank you for taking the time to listen. Hopefully... You guys found some of this information valuable and it helped you out a little bit. 
definitely go to the top if you're on Spotify. Click the little down arrow with the circle around it. That means download. And while it's downloading, go to the top and or even further to the top and leave us a five-star rating. We would definitely appreciate that. Remember, our stats come from downloads. And so every little download helps. So definitely if there's you've got a friend group that's resellers or if you have a buddy that's a reseller, let them know of the podcast. I would definitely appreciate that. Devin would definitely appreciate that. And until next time, guys, I will see you for, this is episode 79, so we'll see you on the next one. I'm not sure when that'll be. Hopefully sooner than later. Oh, and by the way, I rebuilt the carb in my big truck and I took it for its first drive today. Uh, I had to go to the dump. We don't get garbage pickup, so we got to go to these dump stations to get rid of our household trash. So I threw it in the back of the truck. I uh, I was puckered up, worried that I wasn't going to make it, and it drove just fine. So I did a good job. Everything's all hunky-dory, and I made it back home safe and sound. So the truck is up and running again. Woohoo! Lucky me. And it's not a small truck, y'all. It's a 1962 Chevy C60. It's a big old truck. But yeah, that was a successful morning trip for me. Now I've got some listing done. I decided to record this podcast. And then I'm going to go back to listing a few more things, get some more pictures. And I'm hoping that you guys are doing the same. we got to keep this algorithm straight. Keep listing. Keep making that money. We'll see you the next time. I'm John. And we're the Severe Thrifters. When you hear about opioid overdoses, you probably don't realize half of the nation's overdoses happen in the exact same spot. It's happening right at home. Georgians are accidentally dying in their own homes because people don't understand the dangers of taking an oxy or perk for sleep, stress, or with a glass of alcohol. Learn how to protect your family from opioid overdose at opioidresponse.info. This message is brought to you by Georgia DBHDD. Because fevers rarely strike during business hours. Mommy. What is it, sweetie? There's round-the-clock, 24-7 care by phone or video with in-person urgent care options if you need them. Feeling better? Mm, A cookie might help. Day or night, Alpharetta to Jonesboro. We're here for you. Restrictions apply. If you have an emergency medical condition, call 911 or go to the nearest hospital. Learn more at georgia.kp.org slash care. Kaiser Permanente. Thrive. But I'm mostly pain Don't know it all But now I know Love may cost everything Still thinking If I harm for them I get them back I, I, I. Welcome back to the Nate Black Podcast. This is Big Boy the Boss, aka the Money Quarterback, making plays with the money. What up, bit? What it do, everybody? No man's success never made me mad or envy them. What's up, Dante? 
What's good, everybody? I just want to tell you, you got to judge a man by his principles. What's good, J. Gant? What up, you guys? What up? Man, we got a special guest in the building. Rapper, introduce yourself. Doolittle Don, the real Don, man. Coming straight out of Gloverville, South Carolina. You feel me? I want y'all to feel me. That's really Okay, there. That's how I come. That's how hey. I come. I come with my soul. Like, that's like, it's like that. Okay. Tell Gloverville, because we from the South Cat, man. Like, maybe we ain't heard of Gloverville. Tell us where Gloverville at. Where's Aiken County, like, one long road, one turn. So what school you went to? What Gloverville school go to? I say I went, I went to Douglas, you feel me? Douglas High? Uh-uh, it was elementary school, stayed in my, um, my grandma crib. Okay, what high school they go to around Gloverville? In Gloverville, you should come to Midland Valley. Oh, okay. okay. We, 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 we know, yeah, Valley. we know Midland Valley then, cause that's a um, high school we played sometimes in football or whatever. So we know the area yeah, over there. We know we never lost Never lost. You better look us up. Yeah, look us up. Hey, never lost. Never lost the Midland Valley. We Levar Ball out there. Zero loss. Y'all ain't come around my generation, man. Yeah, we look. We, we ten years older than you, yeah, actually. Yeah, man, isn't twenty two? Ten years older. You feel me? That's a little generation. Yeah, like I was just oh, telling you, man. Y'all already got popped, by- <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah, right now he might be. He, he might right he, now. He might be right now. I don't, I don't he know. He might be right now. I don't know. Back in the day, man. <laughs> okay, you were just, okay, Mr. Swill. <laughs> we did what we did. Red record holder. Oh, okay. Respect. I brought value, man. I okay. brought value. Brought value. Oh. Hey, bring value. Bring value. Respect. Got you a shirt. You'll be. You got. You got to rock it for. Okay, for right. sure. Got to post this like that's yeah. What I, that's what I do. I feel like if I'm in a situation for my life. I bring value too. Exactly. exactly. You bringing this value today? Great like that. I respect it. Yeah, we yeah, pulled up and everything. Like we really appreciate that for real, yeah, though. Yeah, it's love. Because like we, I appreciate y'all for having me. Cause you know, yeah, like like I said, we appreciate you had coming on this platform. Cause like we ain't the biggest. Like I said, you don't be on even bigger platform, talk to even bigger people, or whatever. But like how you respecting that? How like we? That's why we can't set up respecting your time. Like we just appreciate you coming on. Like yeah, so, love. tell us. Like I said, you say you got soul or whatever. You've been doing music since yeah. seven years old. Like I say your music to me. I I, I like it, man. It's like. I feel it. I feel when I feel it, I can just vibe to it. That's the kind of music I like. So tell us, you know, about your music. You feel me? Like, all right, the start of this, like, you feel me? I used to just write R and B. You feel me? I'm sm- smooth with me. Yeah, yeah. I little girl. It's smart, <laughs> but so much pain, so much anger. Yeah, like, life. Yeah, as a whole, you feel me? Like, and I always had the soul. You feel me? Mama had you me in cool, the touch, boy. That wasn't too much. He was cool. You good? Oh, okay. Respect. Right. But I always just feel me like just gravitated to music. Like anything. Like I can listen to country. You feel me? Like I can yeah. listen to some rock. You feel me? I don't like the heavy metal. Like, you know, that's too much. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, but, too much. But, yeah, you feel me? Like, okay, that's loud. But you feel me? But I can listen to music. You feel me? Like, and I just love it. You feel me? So I just. Always stayed on in school writing music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Whole time, whole time. I got books now. 
of music. Of music. Yeah. I'm written music. I'm yeah. really. Yeah, cause he said he was a poet. Cause I, I do yeah. like. I, I think it was so so professional. Yeah, like, I'm like, a poet. Like that's my. That's what I do. Like being a poet. Yeah. I, I think I'm a poet too in my I'm, head. Cause I, I'm a quotable machine. I'm a quotable. I'm a quotable guy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. 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 You used to be rapping, man. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Dread Squad. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. <laughs> But tell us about art watches, because I'm gonna tell you. said you, you say your biggest song was "Blessings from uh, the Blessings song." Yeah, blessings from I saw that yeah. video on Worst Off Fire video. Like I said, I'm it, like, man. man, this man is from soccer. Like, it looks so professional. Like, it just looked like, like, you know, it's like yeah. it's another level. It's a levels to this shit, man. You yeah, know, yeah. like you was there. But my favorite was art watches, because like okay, I just yeah. felt you like art watches. Uh, like, uh, when you like the second part of the song, hey, how, how, how like build up and stuff, it's like, yeah, it just I, makes you want to Yeah, yeah I, I, wrote art that, watches. That, I wrote that, I wrote that in my cousin crib, you feel me? Yeah, so, <laughs> so you, my phone had died, so look. I'm like, y'all ain't got no paper in here, but they kids, they got babies. You yeah. feel me? So like, yeah. nah, we ain't got no paper in. I'm like, I gotta write something. Yeah. Little baby, so I get me a pen, rip off a little piece of the baby box. Just write right there. I wrote the whole uh, watches right there. So you, so you, you just <laughs> felt that, like man, felt that. Damn, that's so dope. Mm-hmm. So matter of fact, I'm, I'm gonna slide, slide to your left a little bit, so I can, so you can get all the way to them. Like, I, I want people to Bet. hear this, man, because like I say, I'm so appreciative you come on. So I don't want Hell no yeah. nothing messed up, none of that right. stuff. Though. That's but respect. Like, that's respect. I'm like, in there. Cause like I say, with you been there, cause like, that's a video I watch also. And then like the first thing I see, like Big Trey, and like how yeah, did that yeah, go ahead, Big Trey? I was going to his studio first, like you feel me? Like I like Trey Studio, like cause yeah. Trey a bomb engineer. He gonna cook it, like he oh, gonna yeah, sit yeah. right there. You feel me? And cook it. Yeah. You feel me? Like if he he, he love the music. If you got two people that love the same, you feel me? It's gonna yeah, it's gonna click. It's gonna click. That's how it's gonna happen. It's gonna click. It's gonna that's, be a, that's how it's gonna be. You feel me? So. He loved the music, I mm. love the music, you feel me? And I went there, recorded there. My pop be you mean my pops take me to the feel me, yeah. studio, you feel that, me? That's oh, so that your pops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My pops be riding with me to the studio. I'm in a Cause you yeah, know he always yeah. support though, but I say, yeah. say watching like because Big Trey from like he from our area or whatever. Yeah, so like definitely. he like the vision. Like I always told I told him this on the podcast for our around our neighborhood. Yeah. He, he the vision of that. He made he do yeah. all the videos. Yeah, so like if you go to his page, a lot of those artists that you see yeah. are from our area. Like we know them personally yeah. or whatever. So like yeah. shout out to Big Trey. Like we yeah, always shout gotta, gotta shout out Big Trey. Yeah. yeah. Gotta yeah. shout out Big Trey. So but I see like I want that's just that you got an album coming or whatever. But yeah. Why haven't it been an album since? Four, 421 blues. Working. Working. So you, okay. you, 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 you yeah. feel like you want to get nothing out there? I always feel like I want to get something out like, there. So you really like put like, like I make albums out instead of like singles? No, I love I love the Both. singles too at the same yeah, time. Yeah, you feel like me? the timing thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you want to get there with the season. Yeah. You feel me? You yeah. always want to go with the season. So, so like, but, okay, you a big vibe person. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got a feeling. Got a feeling going on in the scenery. I got a feeling. I got this for them. You feel me? Because that's mm-hmm. who I do it for. Yeah. So you with the blessing from the uh, it's skeezers. Skeezers. What that mean? Oh, we, oh, we, oh, we call our both skip. Yeah. Lonely him. You feel me? We call him skeezers. He call himself white. The white, the light skinned Jesus, you feel me? Skeezer. Okay, the light skinned Jesus. Oh, you feel me? Okay. Yeah, that's him, that's gang. Oh, RP okay. then. So we're talking about long, a partner, lost yeah, partner. Long live gang. Matter of fact, talking about that, because I had this question for you. Do you think rap is a dangerous job, or you think just the culture around it is dangerous? 
you gotta understand life is the most dangerous game. Yeah, oh, life yeah. is different. Yeah. People out here that wanna do anything. You yeah, feel right. Like, for no reason. Yeah, yeah they yeah, want you're right somebody, about want, that. somebody wanna be the strongest. Mm-hmm. Life is so cheap, I feel, man. Yeah. Like people like uh, like I say, do something for two hundred dollars, like make two hundred dollars and get it, rest of their life gone. Yeah, they don't man. Twenty five years. Nothing don't matter. Yeah. So like how the, do you feel about that? Because like I said, you trying it mattered to me. You about to I, it I say to you I'm protecting this, mine. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that you sit in that seat. So at the same time, you gonna get. I want you to be the, the biggest rapper in South Carolina. Yeah, you gave us love. a I want you to be that's that love. person. So I like, will be. At that moment, I will be great. You will be that. Yeah, person. Yeah, believe believe yeah, damn yeah, right. That's, that's love. Yeah, definitely. But like. So when you get to that place, though, it's like, you know, people just hate because you broke your ass off to get there, though. People just hate because so like, something ain't right with they still. Would you move yeah. away? Stay around. Yeah, you got, come on, man. You got to be smart. Yeah. Yeah. You got to yeah. I'm smart. Right. I always been a smart guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I say. Yeah, situation. I'm going to come back and build this bitch up, though. Yeah. yeah. Gloverville going to yeah. be hot. Yo, yeah, you feel me? Cause I feel gonna be hot. You feel me? Make yeah. one of my boys the mail. Whole team for real, yeah, for real, for real. Yeah. I'm running the stuff from yeah. behind the scenes. You feel me? Yeah, that for real. Though. I want to do the same thing with my home city, man. Yeah. I, like I said, that's why we doing this. We all doing our art yeah. to take it to another level, to so to we can give back to. to the people we, yeah. we that gave to us. You feel me? That's gotta be. So first off, when you start like like catching like steam, like your followers start growing. Um. Follow start going. Like, 2019, like, three, uh, three years ago. Okay. Feel me? Yeah. So how did it feel like you start putting out like posts or putting out songs and people yeah. actually like paying attention yeah, to Yeah, that, that's all, it's, it's, it's the motivation, you feel me? Like, <laughs> cause you, go, you have people that's gonna text you, you feel me like, bro, you, you yeah. and I try to, yeah. I try to, you feel me, text everybody back, you feel me, sometimes, yeah. you feel it me, it get piled up, you feel me, and I don't want them text back a, Year old message, but sometimes yeah. I do. Like year that. old, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got some motivation. That's a good problem yeah. to have. Like damn, I forgot. I forgot. Damn, I ain't never popped like, that. I, I never seen. I never seen it because yeah. message requests be so yeah. many, and then so see. many more, and you yeah. got all these spams. You yeah. feel me? Yeah. So, so people send you DMs all the time on like a IG. Uh, a lot. Yeah, yeah, people be texting mm-hmm. me. Yeah, All I try right, to so, get back to them. So, so tell me this: How did it feel? And when was it when you got your first show that somebody was like, "I want to pay you to perform a song you created"? Mm, when that was, oh, you good? My bad. It felt, you feel me? This great. You feel me? Like, cause now I can really do it. Yeah, you feel me? I like, know I, I, can, I, can I, can, I know I can do it. Like, like you, you, you just get it. You get it. Like. I can do this. Like, yeah. see, I, I, yeah. I can do you this. I'm, that's I'm him. It's like, that's my purpose. That's, that's my, my passion. That's me. You feel me? Once you can let your passion breed benefits, you feel me? It just go up. Go you feel me? Up. Like, and that, it just make you go harder for what you got yeah. going on for them. Yeah. For them, always. You Tell feel me? me so it just, as long as that one person is fit about what you do, you feel yeah, great. I, yeah. You feel, I feel great. It can be one person. You feel me? I, I don't perform places. It's, you feel me? My 35 people, and I can look. You feel me? But they rapping your shit, though. They rapping it. They ain't got to be rapping it. They gravitating. They looking at me. Yeah. I just want them to pay attention, to focus, yeah. just listen. Listen. Yeah. Open ears. Just listen. I just, yeah. That's all Somebody I want to do. It. Somebody going to feel it. That's I know. it. That's it. And I just, when that, when that happened, it just make me, you feel me, 
Go harder. Damn yeah. right. Go harder. Because like, yeah. like, it's just more motivation. Like you, I used to, um, like we had a guy that went to NFL from my uh, hometown or whatever. Oh, yeah. And like when his senior year, we was like, man, let us get some catches. But because like he, he was trying to get to a bigger bowl, to yeah. get more notoriety. And I didn't understand yeah. that then. But now I understand like once you get to a place, you just want to get a little bit you higher. Little like, bit okay, higher. you got somebody. So old people notice you now, stuff, but like, you still ain't cool. I got the, I ain't I want the hottest. I want song. more. Oh, everybody yeah. knows. I want more. You can't. Never get higher. Yeah, no, no. Gotta go higher. You feel me? Gotta go higher. There's nowhere else to go. There's nowhere else to go. Never gotta take it to another level. Yeah, just everywhere it got another level. So what SC artist that you pay attention to that you feel like done took it to a level that you trying to get to? SC artist that took it to a level. You feel me? You got guys like Black Zach. Okay. You feel me? PG Raw. You got Renny Rochi. You feel me? Like. You gotta respect. You gotta yeah, respect, you gotta them. respect like, them. Like it ain't yeah. no way you can hate somebody for doing them, better. For they doing. Yeah, yeah. they, they doing, doing it. They there. Yeah. Yeah. I love to see yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Like why the? F- <laughs> That's out the way. We can't. We're though, cause like yeah. I think about Lil yeah. Rube, boy, Lil Rube. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Lil Rube. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he the one. Yeah. He the one. Yeah. He really was, yeah. though. Yeah. Yeah. He was he high. <laughs> yeah. But for real, that's so that those are people you look yeah. at. Speaking knockers. Yeah. I ain't really sure. Hey, speaking knockers. He had died. Nah, my brother, said, really? my, my brother Red put me on him. Like, yeah, I'm about to say. You to feel him. me? Like, but he was. What was his music? Oh, yeah. Damn, he was. Finance father. Yeah, I love that. Definitely going too soon. Definitely going too soon. Yeah, but think about it. I say I'm seeing. I feel like I'm seeing here with one of those people though, and that's I feel so amazing inside. That's what I say. I love talking to different people. Thank you. Like when people, I just love when people pull up because I feel like, damn, he gave me some time to ask him questions. Yeah, yeah. Talk to. I feel like I'm sitting here with somebody because like all you, I'm so ready to hear your album or whatever. Like so. What you what you think you need to do more to get more people to to see you or whatever to yeah, know you? Yeah, is they want to see you, so mm, you, yeah. you want to go, you want to talk to the people. You feel me? Like that's yeah. so I'm trying to get more into that. You feel yeah, me? So yeah. I'm pre- I appreciate job for talking to me because I'm trying to get more yeah. into. Yeah, 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 yeah. you talk, sound dope. Talk like yeah. to the people. You feel me? I'm trying to get more into into doing that. And you feel me? They definitely want to see some visuals. Oh yeah, they definitely yeah, want to yeah. see some visuals. They, see they want, visuals. yeah, they want to, they want to see it where your mind. Mm-hmm. They feel me, and I want to put more yep. into my videos. You yep, feel me? Yeah. Like for the, for the next for the next coming album, yeah, yep. I want to put more into the videos. Okay. You feel me? Like that's that's another. I would respect. love to see you in the studio, like with how your how your writing process is, and like yeah. how your if you in there with your homeboys, or you just in there by yeah. yourself and like just cooking up a beat, and you just like you say you write it down yeah. on your own, yeah. break it off. I want to yeah, see. I write it. In my, you feel me? Yeah, like, I write it in my there, phone. Make a little vlog. I already got. You be content. on Triller though. Say I see that. Yeah, I, I put with Triller. Yeah, I with Triller. I try to put them out there. But yeah, say that. Cause like you don't grow your following to like that forty two thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was hard. loved to have it. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you did it. Like, that's why we asked questions. Like, how do you put out content? All right, so my manager really, she she put a lot of, you feel me? Like, we, we gotta be here, we gotta be here, we gotta mm-hmm. be here, and I always respect her for that. Yeah. You feel me? You gotta respect somebody that wants you to do the best you can do. So, exactly. yeah. so yeah. I gotta respect her for that, you feel me? So. When she say post something, yeah. when she say be here, mm-hmm. spin it block, spin it block, spin it Sometimes you get hard headed, mm-hmm. you feel me? Yeah. But spin that block, 
Spinning block. Damn, I think you never you know, know, you're you never know. Yeah, hell yeah. I know. I know. I talked to Hakeem before. She gonna come one day. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all get her back in. But shout out to she. So she. You was talking to all Hakeem. So shout out to her for getting you on. So shout out to you, Hakeem. We appreciate you. She. She. She make it happen. That was kind of like the text we got or whatever. What you sent us the overview or what? It was so professional or whatever. It's like giving us an overview of your life or whatever. Cause like it's all questions I wanted. No, but now it's giving me the angle to ask them in a different in way. A different or whatever. Way. I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you yeah, know, because yeah. like, she called me before I come That's up. so dope yeah. or whatever. Because, like, that's all we say. Like, because, like, she, you could just come here and sit down because you got somebody that sit everything up for you. Like, with yeah. us, yeah. Doing that's what this we want. Yeah. This, we do all this. We said, but shout, that was a shout out to yeah. Dante for making this happen. That, that take yeah. such they a love. big load off our back because, like, like I say, all of this happens because we have to be here to make yeah. it happen. You gotta like be say, there. Just you gotta you. be there to make yeah. it happen, though. Be there. You feel me? Be there. That's, like, that's one like too. That, that hot song that you like, that you coming up with, cooking up with, it don't just come by just coming once a week. You gotta be in there. Yeah. It might be three o'clock in the morning where you it. just come at. It yeah. might just be then when your yeah. hottest song ever come. You feel me? Yes, that's, you it just know. might because so you you just gotta be there. Yeah, like I saying like you say you turn to a profession when you when you sign to them. You like I'm professional now. Like you say you you nah, have been professional. Not, you you got but like yeah, I was still I'm still growing now. You feel yeah. me? Like and she helped me to grow. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. So so that's love. Cause like yeah, yeah. you yeah. young, her. like 22, like 22. you got so much yeah, time yeah. in front of you and time is like the most useful that's, thing you can that's, have. That's yeah, all you got. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's, that's all, all you got. got. Yeah, that's yeah. all you that's got. All you got. Like, if you playing the game right though. No, Warren Buffett would give all his money away to be your age. But what right I'm now. saying, some people make bad decisions where their life is cut short. Yeah. Or they go into the penitentiary where their life is cut short. So yeah. like, like I, I watched the documentary about yeah. Rollo. You remember the rapper Rollo? Rollo, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like and he literally was living where he was rapping and you can't do that because then the feds gonna start looking at you and they're gonna start paying attention to you and they gonna catch you. You just can't hide long. You feel me? You gonna get caught. He he got eight years for like trafficking like we or whatever, but it's like he was building a like a, a big following or whatever that can take his like I said, he already took his fame out of the ghetto or whatever. Like just like yeah. the things you can do with that time that you give up, it's like man, you can you just do so years. much extra stuff. Cause like yeah. I say yeah. life is so cheap to people or whatever. Yeah. Like you can give up two hundred dollars, five hundred dollars yeah. for sixty eight years. Like I say, people we know people we have people in this podcast, like it's a guy serving thirty years right now for a decision Damn. he made. And like I say, he wasn't even like quote unquote the person that did the, the deed. But like I say, he just was with him. He just was with him. Like mm-hmm. so, it's like it's it's just sad situation that life brings you or whatever. But you can say, make the right decisions, man. Twenty two, man. So what what what's the ladies like when to, for a hot rap out here, man? Like oh, in nah, the state, I, I got two ladies at home. Yeah, I know you yeah, just had a baby girl, like, but yeah. we're talking about that. You got two ladies. That's what I'm talking about. You Lou like Will? No, okay. the mama and the baby. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, sir. Play the game smart. Yeah, yeah, I play, like the game. play the game. Play the game. Okay. smart, my boy. I like that because I have. So that's so you, so you feel like that's, that's that's the one you want to take with you. Yeah. Hey, we, yeah. We gonna. What y'all think about marriage? Oh, I, I feel like you already had a kid, and the best thing you can do is try to like be with the woman you with. Yeah. You know, learn how to yeah. be a better partner. Yeah. Just learn how to be a better you, so you yeah. can be a better you for her and the kid, yeah, and grow like yeah. that. Because once you ain't in that. It's all hell out here. We talking to three guys that are 
co-parenting right now yeah. so they're not yeah. with yeah. their baby mom yeah. so yeah. like yeah. it's yeah. a different scenario when yeah. you have to deal with someone from the outside we make, the she make it easy we make it easy exactly. oh, yeah. that's that's so you gotta keep it there but if you're 22 right now so like you gotta continue yeah. to work on that like don't yeah. think yeah. you just yeah. perfect yeah. now yeah like, yeah, you yeah. always gotta you always gotta yeah. work. Never get yeah. me wrong. Yeah. You always gotta work. Never That's get good. complacent. Ne- never. Relationship definitely yeah, not man. rap. You know, definitely. the styles always changing. Yeah, like, like you say, like the algorithm always changing. Like we had a dude talking last week on the podcast. Like reels really like really popular yeah, right yeah, now. So you gotta, oh yeah, you gotta yeah. get with it. Every yeah. time you see it, you gotta get with it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Go on. I need to get better with that. Yeah, exactly. Get better with that. So you like it, the young people like you know all this and like. We, I was around like a lot of high schools yesterday, like um, like taking pictures because we also do photos yeah. and shit like that. Okay, so like, yeah. I'm listening to them talk and they talking about a lot of like hot stuff that we don't even know about, you know? Yeah, yeah, like, stuff we need to know about because you. they gonna be the ones that gonna you check us me? out. You can, learn, you can learn every day. Yeah, learn every so day. keep learning, keep like, learning. It's so much IG stuff, I don't know. Like we just learned how to put uh, the the, uh, the words on the videos. Oh, we just learned that last <laughs> week. <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Y'all just learned. I knew how yeah, to do that. Uh oh. <laughs> we got taught this last week by um, two, yeah, two, yeah, I, fair. Darren, yeah. appreciate you or whatever. Yeah, you feel me? That you feel me? But listen this quote, dog. I'm a quotable guy. Ben. Learners are leaders. Like you're saying about learning. learning. Learners are leaders. Yeah. So just always, like, if people always. say you don't want to be smart and all that stuff, man, the best leaders are the smartest people behind you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you can always elevate. You feel me? So why not? Oh, God. You feel me? You elevate your mind. You feel me? Your body. You feel me? If you want to be the most toned out here, you can be that. You want to be the smartest, you can always learn something, read something. You feel me? But all that starts with discipline. Yeah. yeah, and that's what oh, a lot yeah. of people yeah. don't yeah, have. You gotta have, you gotta have it. You don't have discipline because like I say you, you can learn stuff, but like me personally, I'm gonna say I'm a bad person with discipline with going to the gym because like I say I want to get bigger and just be cut because I'm oh, 32. Man. I feel like she eight years from now I'm 40, I ain't gonna better get the best shape. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to be so my like, prime. You still be able to. You still be able to. You gotta eat right. Yeah, okay. You still be able to. But they always start now. Yeah, it's starting yeah. now. It's, yeah. It don't start like I say. The best thing, the best time was to start was probably ten years ago, and the second chance, well, I mean, the second best was now. So I'm gonna start now. The best yeah. day to start but, was yesterday. Yes, I guess. But yeah, <laughs> I need to start. But like I'm saying, just like you're saying, just yeah, develop the candy down, down. Yeah. 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 do some push But who was the artist you looked up to? Like just like not even SC or just artist that you looked up to in your age range coming up. My, my age range, nah, I'm broad. You feel me? So yeah. Michael Jackson, okay, you okay, like, man. I told you like R and B, like yeah. pop. Yeah, you Michael Jackson is the one. Yeah. Michael Definitely. Jackson is the one. The one. Like, yeah. walking in out. Remember all the time. time. I can do it. I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm, everything. Hey, I got a video. I'm a true moon. Moon. You feel me? Like I'm a moon walking now. I'm here. This man just what he can do for everything. You want to put it up? I'm cradle walking now. Walk the dog. I'm cradle walking now. Paint your cradle walk. What's cradle walk? Yeah. What's on the moon? I think I know what the cradle walk is. I could I could vision that. Like R and B, like that's your flavor. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Usher, do you sure. watch um what's that um what you be watching? The time dance concert. Time, time dance, dance like concert. with Usher and like um 
Seagulls, the Isler Brothers. Mm-hmm. Oh, you a love that. I think you, like I said, you a vibe. I can just feel your yeah, energy. Yeah, like, you a love, because like, it's like it's live, live music. Live band. Yeah, they, they doing okay. their songs live. Yeah, they doing their songs you live. You see like, live instruments. It's so dope, though. Yeah, All yeah, you got to listen to. My favorite one, really, is Kurt Franklin. It's, it's gospel yeah. music, but like, yeah, it's the I, most. I get into some of that Kurt Franklin, too. It's so cool how it come on, just how professional he is. Because like, I love... Being, I try to be the best professional I could be or whatever. Cause I don't watch um, a versus battle against Ludacris and Nelly. And like oh, that okay. versus showed me how professional Ludacris was. Like, cause like Nelly internet was messing up and all that stuff. He just kept it so perfect. He kept me watching. I was like, man, this is cause like Teddy Riley had that one. You, he was <laughs> yeah. I, just, I just really love when somebody can carry something because yeah. like, yeah. It's, like hard to carry somebody it's hard. It's really it's hard so to hard. keep keep people tuned in to something that like I say, you just coming out your head with it. Cause like I look at this back sometimes like cause like we I'm looking at this from this angle. But yeah. when people look at it back, they gonna see that angle or whatever. So it's like I can think about stuff like I should have did better or whatever. Mm. So you gotta say it's tight. I, I, I'm so happy you here though, cause like we just vibing or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I just feel yeah, like yeah, this yeah. man. It's, it's so it always like you already knew each other or something like that. Like it's like, 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 yeah. like literally first it's, time it's, you. It's, it's some genuine. Literally. You feel yeah. me? You, yeah. Like, it's always a vibe with genuine people. Feel exactly. Like, I like feel myself. I like I feel myself with that. Mm-hmm. You feel me like yeah, I feel that, man. Because, like, just, just you pulling up, like, I, okay. Cause I always know people going to be comfortable when they come in here because, like, it just, just hours or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. like, it ain't, like, ain't like you can't do this, yeah. you can't do that. Yeah. You can you can be yourself yeah. here, man. Be yeah. comfortable. Yeah. And we got to do the Don sitting in the chair. Straight up. Come on. But you didn't even tell what rap you said, Michael Jackson. Okay, yeah, Michael Jackson. You feel me? The rappers. What kind of rappers? You feel me? You got Future. Yeah, you okay. Got Future. You got, you got your Ply. You feel me? I done had Ply. You feel me? Got yeah, rich, kid, rich kids. Rich kids. You feel me? Plug Rich kids. You talk about rich kids. That's crazy. Cause my favorite group of all time is Travis Port. Travis Port, yeah, got Travis, you got Travis Port. Yeah, I listen. I can listen we all the albums. Hey, we feel the play. We feel the PlayStation Three up with them things. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm yeah. telling you, we like, could have. We could have. Hey, we had anything you need on the PS3. Yeah, 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 we had that feel real, up. For real. Uh, we had that feel up. So you like, okay, that's that's your line or whatever. That's why we vibing like because this is the same kind of people I like or whatever. Cause yeah. I love Plaza or whatever. But my yeah. favorite rapper, Lil Wayne. You see got, come on, yeah, I mean, go, come on, man, come on, come on! It's Weezy L, baby, and what the L for? Whatever he wants, <laughs> whatever he wants, whatever he wants. I'm telling you, phenomenal. Happen. <laughs> 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 <Have it. laughs> so what? What your album Y'all will be it. like though? Oh, what, what, what story are you trying to tell us on this album? I want, I want to get, I want to get some vibes on there. So I want to get. A little bit of this. Yeah. Come yeah. on. I want to get so. Switch it up. You feel me? I want to come with all yeah. that. You feel me? R&B. I want to. You feel me? You always want to wait. I want to always wait to February to put some R&B yeah. on. So. Yeah. You feel me? Just. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm, yeah, so yeah. I'm going to just put that out there. But. Right here. I'm going to try to. I'm going to try to put them vibes on now. Yeah. Okay. I really want everybody to. If you. Listen to music. I want you to listen to me. Hey, yeah. I, hey, I could hear. I could um, like I heard a couple of your songs already, but yeah. I could hear you, man. You were talking about PG Raw and all them, man. I feel like you could drop you one 
you got you got you got to get on Matt and one of the one of the Mattens that's coming out, man. Ooh, like, yeah, yeah, that man. Yeah, because yeah, I heard yeah. uh, Black Zet, hey, he, he was on there. Oh, man. Yeah, he had a song on there a couple years ago. Uh, yeah, Flag man. on the Play. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. He was just yeah, talking about yeah, that. He was just yeah. yeah. talking about that. Yeah, he was like that Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Call of Duty, man. For sure. I'm going to get into the games. I might make my own little game because I love games that much. I'm going to get into them. Yeah, he was on there. I can't remember which year it was, but it was like. It was, it was one of the recent one, years. Recent years. Yeah, it was the recent years. I, I, I think it's 21, though. It might be. It I might be 21. 21, 20. Yeah. In yeah. that range. Like that, got a song yeah. on there. Yeah. You got to make your YouTube video game playing channel. Make that money on there. Twitch. Like, yeah, um, on Twitch. Which yeah. T Grizzly? T Grizzly. Oh, T Grizzly, Grizzly be yeah. on there. Yeah, y'all be saying T Grizzly. He said he get that money. He said all his homeboys make yeah. 20K a month. I be on there, but I don't get no money. Oh yeah, on his server. they be lit on yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, they do be lit on there. That PC. You say you go to play the game, like rapping, playing the game. People are actually watch you. You already got a following. Yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah. And I was in your comments, like watching the video, and somebody was like, "Even if you don't get big, I'm gonna listen to this song every day, regardless." Regardless, and like you want love. people to yeah. say that. Yeah. That's you a love want, for you real. That. You always, you always wanna. Them the people that you want to intertwine yourself yeah, with, because yeah. that's gonna help you grow. They gonna talk to somebody like, man, you gotta listen to this. They gonna yeah. make somebody, somebody else. Gonna, you gonna make somebody listen. Yeah. You feel me? That's how you build. That's Word of mouth build. is the best way to Word build. Word of mouth. That's how. That's how everything was traveled. Yep. It's social proof. When somebody gives somebody social proof, you gonna listen. Like you already got social proof, so people yeah. see us bring this out there. Like, okay, I check out dude. Yeah, none. He got social yeah, proof. Like, oh, he got forty two thousand followers. Yeah, what <laughs> he got? Okay, what he got going you know, on? I don't be yeah. on World Star YouTube. Like, yeah, I like, you want to see like, me? I ain't never had a hundred K views on nothing. <laughs> 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 he got multiple videos. But do you feel like you get the love from the SC that you deserve? It's all. It's all gonna be love it's all gonna be hate mm. so you don't really put it in no area and then you know the area it you come in with it. the area you it come in. with it you feel me you don't even put it in no area so yeah, you got to sit in the house with the area you live you stay from boy, boy <laughs> it's hot in that area well i hear about the a Hey, hey, I stand away from them. <laughs> Shout out to y'all for real. I don't want no problem. <laughs> 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 I was reading this article with it. It was like it was like thirty something like killers in Aiken County and just a summer. It's a hot summer, boy. Hey, that's why I stay in Lexington County. I don't stay there, but that's why I be here. But I'm anyway, about to say you stay in Lexington County. No, 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 no. You know, I, I be here sometimes. You know how I be. You know it. You know it, bro. Yeah, we know it. Slide. Charles County. Coast. <laughs> on the coast. But who would you like to collab with? Who I like to collab with? Um, you feel me? I got someone on BP. I mm. want to put that out. Yo. You feel me? Definitely want to put that out. Okay. Then. You feel me? Uh, little baby, one of them guys. You feel me? Like yeah, you feel me? Everybody want to work with little yeah. baby, so you want to you want to put them in that mix. You feel mm-hmm. me? So I gotta watch that documentary, a little baby on Prime. My son, my my lady was watching it one day. Says on Prime. My lady watched it too before being like kind of made me mad. I'm like, we gotta watch that. Come on, like cheating. Yeah, you feel me? Right. I mean, I know I'm bad. bad girl, I ain't did, but I'm like, you gonna do that to me for real? I know, no, that's how you're the. Oh yeah. Oh, you oh, cheat. Damn. I'm no. jelly. Ain't no, <laughs> no, 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 no,
Ain't no jealous type of guy. But little baby, somebody you want to work yeah, with? Yeah, yeah, little baby, one of them guys. You feel me? You got so many, so many artists you want to. You feel me? Oh, me and Young Rock Ken, he hard. Where he from? He from Augusta. We oh, got, from Augusta. We got, we got a song. We got a song. Yeah, he he one of them guys too. We need to touch base with him, you know. Okay. About to say, yeah, man, he he tough. He Atlanta, yeah. he Atlanta based right now, but okay, he, he working. Yeah, he working. He working. I just, I guess, I just hope like the people that in your circle, or whatever, see this or oh, whatever. No, like, we growing. Yeah, they want to. We got. They want to pull up on man. us too. Oh yeah, if my boy, if my boys want to yeah. pull up, I bring the yeah. time. Yeah. I, I know my bro strap want to pull up. Yeah. Man, we, man. We, we, from Trevor Porter. Uh uh-uh, uh, no, oh. no, little strap, my brother. Little <laughs> okay. strap, my yeah. brother. Hey, real, yeah, man. Yeah. He rapping, he doing that thing. So we got one on one. Yeah. Probably seen on my own. Um, yeah, I saw one on one. Yeah, yeah, that's that's me. That's my boy. Oh, okay, okay, okay. My okay. Guy. okay. Yeah, yeah. We so. definitely gotta make this happen because, like I said, we just trying to grow, man. Like just yeah. just do something big for the for the state, man. Like yeah. some people have already done. Shout out to Asia Wilson. Mm-hmm. You know, she won yeah, yeah. the championship for, no. um, for WNBA. Yeah, yeah, I seen yeah. that. And, I seen w- and like she put on for the SC too. Like, but we'd love chance. for her to come have a conversation with us, and that'll we put hard. on for that. That'll be hard because she is lit. Yes, yeah, she I had, I had watched yeah. her. I had watched her at the uh, press conference. Yeah, <laughs> she was definitely lit. Definitely lit. <laughs> yeah. the, the day, the day after she the parade, control herself. before the parade, she had tweeted where the four locos at. Yeah, I saw that. Turn. She was trying to get lit. It's to go back to high school. <laughs> yeah. 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 We had yeah. yeah. that college. That's right one there. of those moments, like, yeah. and yeah. folks don't congratulate that yeah. enough. Yeah, but congratulations. You feel yeah. like that's one of them. That's one of them moments. You feel she did it. Like I said. She don't want the NCAA number one. She, she don't high want school, high school, high school, high school. She was the best player in high school, best player in college, best, best player in the NBA. NBA. She just the best player. Yeah. She got her own statue already. Shout out to her, her man. Just imagine that, that though. Like she, she don't sit in this seat at what she do. Brother, yeah, she literally world. won every the highest accomplishment. Yeah, at, at, every at every level. About the every level she played on. So you know she's going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, all the man. She can start playing right now. Hall of Fame, first ballot. Imagine having a statue in front of the school you went to. Different. That's so. That's that's different. That's way different. That's different. Already, and she ain't even in her thirties. That's how great she already been. Already. That's like saying like Tupac. All what he accomplished before he died. He died at twenty five. You know how much he got out here. We think Tupac lived like fifty, but yeah. he don't live to twenty five because of the content. He living forever. Yeah, he, yeah, live he gonna live. He gonna yeah. live forever. That's what I'm saying. But your music is like it's gonna live forever. Like it's gonna touch people and touch them forever. And that's what you want to do. You gotta leave your mark some way. So you gotta find your passion, like you say, because this is what we doing. We going after our passion. Hell yeah. Go after the passion. Hell we love yeah. talking. We love like meeting people because yeah. us being twins or whatever. We always been like you know different. You yeah. feel me? Like, you so feel we all had each that, other. You feel me? That's the thing. And, and people like talking to it's us too. Exactly. And we can talk. You feel exactly. me? So like, we know we can make people comfortable because like, when you see twins, like, y'all twins, like, the first thing your daddy said, you feel me? So yeah. it's just different. It's like, cause you're not expecting ever to see twins, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you never just walk around uh, seeing that. My, look, my daddy is twin. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. That's what I'm saying, but like, just for me, be, me being a twin, when I see twins, I be so shocked and surprised. I be, I kind of my head be like, I want to tell them I'm a twin too. I'm a twin too. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you just fit this camaraderie with them or yeah, whatever, that's, man. That's hard. It's yeah. so hard, man. It's so hard yeah. being here, man. So that's why that's just been our passion, you know, like just trying yeah, to like twin, build man. this for like two years, yeah. you know, because we, we just want to be different. Not saying like you want to be a celebrity, but I want to get paid off being me. 
You know? Exactly. Yeah. You always want to, because that's when you're going to feel like it's more life, less yes. work. Yes. More yes. life, less work. Yes. I control yes. my time. Exactly. I want to control, control time. my time. But then when that's you are about. working, you doing something you enjoy. You enjoy. Yeah. You feel me? So it just don't feel like no work. Yeah. Tell I'm, them, doing, tell I'm doing my like thing. Like in the studio, they ain't no work for you. Like, no, I'm just, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm having I'm a great time. Like, this great ain't work for me. me. We, just, we can do this without the mic. I want yeah. this to be a you good feel time. Me? You feel me? I want, to, I want this to be the best. I want it to sound greater than the last one. Exactly. So tell me tell me that rush, because I watched your video. You was, like, you was on stage with your homeboy. Y'all was performing. Tell me that rush and you performing. I watch it. Like, oh, yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> that's always one of the ones. Definitely when the game, uh, you feel yeah. the connect, they got they gonna they, they gonna turn you up their ass yeah. and like, yeah. yeah, this one of the ones, this one of the ones, they gonna tell you like, boy, that's the one, this this the yeah. one. Yeah. I so akin just, that to mm. Friday nights football, mm-hmm. like it make you feel like Friday night football. You feel me? That's the kind of vibe. Yeah, like, like way way up in the zone. Yeah, 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 in the yeah, zone, zone yeah. boy. Take you back. You feel me? Hit the keep watching for a turn off it, boy. Keep we watching the remote to your right. Oh, my baby, my baby, yeah. <laughs> we only changed the channel. Look, Seven yeah, hours of commercial-free football. Look, you can't beat that. Falcons can get their ass bust again. Definitely. Y'all ready to get Definitely. to that? Definitely. I ate the mic. Definitely. Yeah, let's get a couple thoughts. We yeah, we, we got a segment on the show we call Couple Thoughts. It's when we get it, have a cup, and we have some thoughts in that cup, and we ask them to you, the guests. The cut, that's the cut, the same cut that fell. <laughs> oh, shit, look, look, we lost the damn thoughts. Yeah, right. <laughs> What's your happiest memory? Happiest memory, my baby. Me and boy, how old your baby is? Four, four months. Oh, you got a newborn, baby. Congrats, man. This your first? First? Yep. Oh, oh first welcome. Kid. Welcome. Yeah, yeah, welcome. Yeah, yeah. How I welcome. felt? Welcome. It's life, new yeah. life. Yeah, you feel me? It's yours. You mm-hmm. feel me? Like you had a part of this. You feel me? You got to stay a part of this. Yeah, yeah. And that's the moment you. Yeah. That's you don't want to miss nothing. You don't want to miss. Don't want to miss nothing. Just, just more inspiration. Just more. The biggest. Like I haven't had a kid yet, man. So I'm trying yeah. to get to your point, man. Right? I can't yeah. wait to feel that moment. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. you say, like just seeing really Giselle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I feel like yeah. I feel that way with Giselle. I feel like, and with yeah. Ken, just seeing Ken grow. Me? I, yeah, my, my grow. brother, my brother got six kids. You mm. feel me? Like, oh, I felt yeah. happy every moment he did that. You feel yeah. me? Like, but with your kid, you control everything. Yeah, like, you ain't got to be like, I can't say this to that kid. I can yeah. say whatever the fuck I want to say. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I can yeah. say that. Yeah, okay, that's, you got that right. Yeah, I got, got that right. Hey, nobody can tell me what I can yeah, say. Yeah, what, yeah. <laughs> nobody, literally. Nobody, like, nobody, can, nobody can't literally. say nothing to my baby. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, what you yeah. saying? Yeah. I control it. And like, you, you made a statement. You said like you want to see her grow and be there forever. And yeah, like, okay. it is, like I said, you got your dad with you or whatever, but like, mm-hmm. I'm one of the people that like, I ain't really have my dad there the whole time. So like, I feel like you got to stay there no matter got what. To. Yeah, you, you want to be around right. kid. You want to see him grow. Like yeah. my daughter is four right now. You feel me? It's like it's dope to see her at from four months to four. Yeah, it's, it's a I big difference. It's like I didn't saw all I of it. I didn't saw all you of it. Like, I like to see my daughter every day. Unfortunately, I don't see it, get to see it every day no yeah. more. But it's like it's dope because you get to see the changes. Change, yep. Daily, you feel like you still in the life. I see the growth. 
Yeah, you feel me? Like, oh, she can um, pick something up with one hand. Now she can multitask. You seeing stuff like that yeah. in the kids that you need to think so. about. You, you feel me? Like, always. Like, because, like, yeah, yeah. At, at first, they only can do something with one hand. Then they go back, I can do something with their hand and definitely. their hand at the same time. Yeah, you feel me? Like, the first steps definitely going to hit you. Yeah. Oh, nah, she going through. Training, I'm gonna be holding the light. Come on, okay, then. go. I'll be on that. Oh, hey, oh. Yeah, come on. She don't want. Remember, you was like, you, we, you had learned that she she learned how to swing by herself. Like, it was so dope or whatever. Yeah. Like, you ain't know how to swing last time I saw you, but now she's going to daycare now, so she get to be around other kids. So, like, yeah. they yeah. took her to another level. Like, I say with um, Chantal, all the kids, like, like my girl daughter, she like, I say stepdaughter. She like she played soccer. She started playing soccer last year. Like she got at, at first she was crying when she hit the ground, but now she can hit the ground, mm-hmm. bounce right back bounce up. Right back it made up. it so much tougher. And like yeah. that's just life or whatever. Life. Like yeah. you got to go through situations to make you tougher or whatever. Yeah. So what situation? Life gonna beat you down. Life gonna beat you down. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's so much. Yeah. yeah. It's some yeah, tough yeah. Situa- situation you don't went through. Yeah. Shit, it's life. Life. It's, it's life. life. It's yeah. life. That's right. That's that's a that's a genuine answer. Yeah. Like, and I mean it. Yeah. Surely, like, yeah. I feel so the same much. way. Exactly. Like, I know it's somebody that feel the same. What? I know it's somebody that feel the same. You feel doing me? this every week is yeah. is a grind. It's hard. It's grind. Doing your music, it's hard. Gotta so, stay on it. Cause you got, got cause you mentally gotta make good music, even when you might not even be feeling the best. Yeah. Yeah. Like damn, like I just want to just chill, but like you know, it's like it's something inside you. Like I can't stop. Yeah, I can't stop. I, well, if I stop, part never, of me, do, yeah, it's a part never. of me now. It's yeah. like having if you play NFL football, you got games Been on Sunday. You just play on Sunday. You know that. But doing yeah. this, we usually record on Sunday. This yeah. is what we do on Sunday. Like yeah. everybody know, like yeah, man. my family. You don't watch the game and record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 and record. Yeah, yeah. the best way. You feel right? You can do with your boys and stuff. We just watch the game and just chill yeah. and then have a conversation. And have a conversation. Yeah, I got. Like, I, got a, I got a soccer game to go to when we leave here. So yeah, okay, yeah, my little boy. Yeah, shout out to them. I'm saying he got stuff to do. Like he's gonna have to run, run, run. But what's y'all happiest memory? My happiest memory, um, that would be, I mean, I would guess my kids being born too. I mean, but you know, not going. I'm gonna go off, off. I'm gonna go beyond that. I ain't gonna say that. Other than that, my happiest memory, I would say, hmm, man, when I um, shoot, when I signed to go to school, mm-hmm. football, Play football, yeah. That's that was my outside of outside of my kids. Yeah, BYU. Yeah, BYU. Yeah, BYU. Backyard University. Your backyard. I don't know about my happiest moment is just be like when I accomplish stuff that I put on my task list. I love accomplishing stuff. That's even if it's the smallest thing, but it's gonna add up. So yeah, when I come like just like the some stuff that I done got lately or whatever, it's like man, this been on my bucket list to accomplish, and yeah. I accomplished it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's what I'm yeah. about, my happiest. Hell yeah, yeah. Um, my kids being born. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had three kids I, in one year. <laughs> 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 man, well, he's two. Well, he did. Uh, it was, it was, Eleven months. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. 
besides my daughter being born, I would probably say when I got the duplex or whatever, you know, because mm. it was something that I always like wanted to do. I always wanted to become a landlord. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was like damn, like because nobody ever like taught me to do this. I taught myself. It's like yeah, you doing yeah. rap or whatever. It's like. Yeah, yeah. You get a big song, you get a hundred K views, three hundred K views on YouTube. Like, damn, that's my yeah, song. That's yeah. yeah, you know, I did it. I just dropped it and a lot of people checked it out and liked yeah. my shit. Hell yeah, yeah, that's how it feel like, me. Damn, like You feel me? They watching me they, and they wanna they wanna hear from me. Yeah, you like they actually so, care. They actually care. They don't know it's some, care. it's some people that viewing this probably just don't mm. care. <laughs> yeah, you know, they just looking at it. Just look and see what well, some people watch. Thank, like thank you for the view. Yeah, yeah appreciate, appreciate it. Appreciate, yeah, appreciate, appreciate that yeah, view. You like it, but you so don't you click it. on it. Appreciate it. Yeah, it. man. I'm telling you. But yeah. somebody watching, like, I can't wait till you put out something else. You like, I wish you put out the vlog. With I want to com- watch what he's doing. Is what he doing right now? Comments is. You feel me? Comments be special. Yeah. Somebody had commented to us. What's his name, Will? It was like Jalen. Jalen Ellison or something. What he had said. I forgot we had said, but it was we dope. inspired him though. That joint was very dope. Cause like I said, uh, you, I can say if you can inspire one person to say like, man, y'all make me feel like I can do it too. Because mm-hmm. I want other people to think that you can do this. Can do like yeah. if I learned to do all this by myself, you definitely can. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Yeah, cause y'all boys being twins, I feel like y'all probably split a brain, so y'all boys ain't really got it all. <laughs> <laughs> so you feel me? I know y'all. <laughs> that's, why that's why y'all. That's why y'all work good when y'all, y'all work together. Y'all, 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 yeah, yeah. Double brain, but <laughs> by, by ourselves we don't make that happen. Yeah, though. I don't think. Yeah, by ourselves, I think I boy be a little off. Yeah, I think it'd be a little wondering off, boy. Yeah. Hey, we over here. We over here. That's tough. Damn. The second question: What was the best advice someone gave you, and from who? Best advice someone gave me. You feel me? I gotta give this to my pops. You feel me? And my mama. You feel me? Cause Terry. You feel me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Terry and Jennifer. You feel me? They tell me be better than them. You feel yeah. me? Yup. And you, you ask yourself like, what's what's better than them? You mm-hmm. feel me? Like, but you know, shit. Yeah. Do everything they did plus. Yeah, plus extra. You feel me? So you just go harder than they ever could. You feel me? Yeah, because like because that's what they, they that's what they know. that's what they that's what they build you up for. Exactly. They want they want you to be ten times better than them. Like, I want my daughter to be the best at every time. Yeah, you feel me? Yeah. Don't matter if it's music. I don't care what, what she it is. what she want to be the best. Dressing, at. dressing, singing, singing whatever sports. she want, whatever she sports, whatever yep. she want to do. Whatever I want. Her, I want her to, I want him to be the best. Yeah, I, I want longest hair. Yeah, you feel me? Longest hair, prettiest face, prettiest face. Yeah, everything. everything. Prettiest toes. Hey, all you that. You feel yeah. me? Everything. Yeah. I want him to be the best. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I feel the same way. Hell yeah. What's some good advice? He forgot you, the question you, already. Yeah, good advice. Yeah, the best advice someone gave you. I can say my mom's. My mom gave me some good advice, and it was recent. It was recent, and she was like. Dante, you only can control what you can control. That's true. Yeah, true. I mean, true. You, can't, like, you can't go out your way to be the. I can't. If I say I can't make another person. Mm, you see, I, I can't see make it another person see it my way. You, you know? feel me? Like, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Can't do that. Can't I cannot make you, another person. Like especially me. She said that to me for me being like I'm involved in culture now and things like that. Yeah. Yep. So. 
at this point, I've seen, like when it comes to sports, I've seen it from every perspective. Player, coach, and me, and me my kid and, being soccer now. I see parent. it as a parent now. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. I see it from every view now. And I just feel like some parents, man, they got to take it easy. That's all I'm saying. Like, yeah. they don't. Don't get you gotta take it. You're going to control what you can control. Yeah. Your kid ain't that good. No, I, I ain't see. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying. <laughs> like, I ain't saying that. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying. I ain't no coach. I can as say coaches, that. we want kids to succeed. Yeah. Don't, no, nobody want no kid to fail. Yeah. For sure. But as coaches, of course, of course coaches go mess up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm about to say, yeah, yeah. but everybody's yeah. human. You gonna mess up. You're not gonna know what to put somebody at that moment. Things like that. But you gotta you be doing necessary homework. I exactly. It's a lot of it is a lot of things involved in that. People yeah. gotta understand. So But if I can't respect your hustle or your work ethic, then that's when I start questioning you. Yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah. And that's how I, I feel like if you're working hard enough, then I say like you just putting your hard work into it. If you put your work into things like that. If you're doing you the same, yeah, because like I was at the soccer game with my little girl. Yeah. Like, we were on with Ken yesterday. And I, it's a great play on Ken's team. The other coach was like, get the girl in white shoes. Yeah. That's the game plan. Yeah. Continue to let this little girl dominate. Exactly. Like, oh, you guard her. Somebody guarding her. You about to switch. Yeah. yeah. You feel me? You know she's the best. Yeah. Exactly. Get the best on her. It it'll make you mad it's, you not it's not like oh I don't like this kid I'm not gonna play him no yeah. Yeah. I, I, man, I could man. not I could not like yeah. a kid but if, if, if you like, feel like if you got like kids but he's still about to be out there I say yeah I ain't gonna say I, I, I love every kid like every single one of them I don't like different but some coaches may feel that way I don't know so I don't I can't like I said I can't control everybody you call like young kids though yeah young kids that's how I coach young kids but me, I control what I can control. Like I love all of them the same. I don't feel the best you player. The best I don't home. feel the best player. I don't feel no way about him. No different than I feel. At least, at least best player. But can you at least be like, hey, I'm gonna let the best players play, and that's what's gonna happen. That's what you do. You can't you always won't. do that, huh? huh? You can't always do that. Not, what you I, mean? not exactly. You know not what I'm always. And literally, they don't always do that. The coach's son be on All Stars, and he suck every year. You feel me? So like, yo, if you the coach's son, you gonna make to the All Star. Come on now, when we grew up playing baseball, you know the coach's <laughs> son was always on All Star every year. He, he sucked. He, he might be old on. school luck. <laughs> like hey, what? 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 Like, what, what they care? Hey, yeah. what? What it is? What's that game? What's that game on this kid? Hey, yeah, the connection. I feel the fifth, man. You the quarterback. You the quarterback. Gloverville like around like Belvedere, right? Yeah, cause we used to play Belvedere in baseball. That's what I'm saying. Beat us in baseball. Yeah, they were good at baseball. Yeah, I oh, de- yeah, I, I played them. I played them. I played them before. Yeah, they, they're definitely proud of us too. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah, the proud of this baseball. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that name. That was kind of. What, but what's your best advice? You don't got. Oh, he said he got pounded. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, best advice Marlon gave me. I'll probably say. From my mom, probably like, you know, always telling me to keep God in my life. Like, always keep a relationship with God type stuff. Like, yeah. that's that's about the best. I really can't think of no advice. I, I get good advice all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like to take advice from a lot of people, so mm-hmm. I get good advice. I just say I had good advice from, like, Les Brown. He said, you here today and you gone today. Yeah. You know, it just it is what it is. Like, 
You hear the day, you go on the day. And the crazy thing about that, Friday, when I got to work, this dude came to work and he died at work. You feel me? That's the crazy thing to go through or whatever. I didn't see it personally, but some people were walking by and actually saw him trying to resuscitate him and shit like that. Mm. And he didn't even make it. So, mm. like, you came to work and you actually, like, saw died. Saw somebody there. die. Oh, I ain't seen nobody die. No, I'm saying. Yeah, but some people, some people did. did. Some, some people, people did. did. Well, some people saw his last moments of life. Of life, yeah. He did, and that's like, wow. And then the crazy thing about it also is you keep going. Well, yeah, that's life how it is. Go. Like, yeah, life goes on. Life goes on. That was like the perfect example right there. Ain't yeah, it? perfect example. This life goes on, yo. That's why, like, what we're doing right here is just legacy. Like, people going to be able to yeah. see this interview and see, like, Leave who it. Doodle Dun is and who all us is mm-hmm. over time. In 50 years, they're going to still see this interview you did. Yep. When you're in your 60s, you got grandkids, your career in the, um, them blew up, how's it going to go? Hopefully, your our daughter, daughter just is high. 50, yeah, like, and y'all just is high. Yeah. 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 And we there. Yeah. Yeah. And we, and we yeah. really did this, and like I said, we took it to another level. Took so it to another working. level, that's it. That, that's what it's about, you feel me? We'll do one more question, though. I, I got a question for you, though, before we ask that question. What is the meaning behind 421 Blues? 421 Blues, that's, you feel me? What, 421 a roll? Yeah, so you feel me? 421 a roll. Yeah, so like, that's your, your blues down that road. That's the road mm-hmm. you know. That's like 23 Highway, I guess, where we you from. Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just like a whole lot of, a whole lot of everything. So, but so basically, but you, it's so close to Georgia and Augusta. Yeah, boy. I said, yeah, it's right across. It's a yeah, bridge. Y'all it's be a bridge. in Georgia all the time. It's man. a bridge. I go yeah, through Augusta Mall, but I don't really be going to Augusta like that. Yeah, you go through that. Yeah, Augusta Mall way better than Columbiana. Y'all yeah, heard definitely. about the lady that was found at Columbiana? Yeah, the bathroom. She was dead for like yeah. a couple of days. Yeah, I saw that. That's crazy. That's crazy. Like, now what I know the manager getting fired. Yeah, somebody. Yeah, like, somebody somebody, somebody got to get fired. Somebody got to get fired. Somebody got to get fired. Custodian or something. Somebody out. You feel me? Custodian or something. Yeah, everybody's got to be. You ain't. First of all, ain't nobody <laughs> clean these bathrooms like, <laughs> for four days. For, yeah, what? what? Huh? She was. Oh, she oh, was. She was. The oh, she. So that made sense. Yeah, now it made sense. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Well, like they, I guess. Now that made but still don't but, make sense. But, Cause why ain't nobody been? Like, what, she, what other her time. Yeah, I'm about to say what? Like she ain't clocked out. She ain't clocked out. She ain't never clocked out. And her, her cart didn't well, ever leave. Cart, yeah, there. what is cart? Somebody had to walk in that bathroom to see, see some the legs in there. Something, like something. Hey, people mind their business, you feel me? That that's true, though. Yeah, that's true. true. That's it's true. It's true. It might have been my, yeah, it might have been my, just my business. So it probably was basically like how it was on a movie Life or whatever. Remember that man about the free Eddie Murphy or whatever, and Martin them? And he died on the toilet. Died on the toilet. Yeah, died on the toilet. they say too, they say like before you die, you have your last bowel movement. That was it. That's true, that's true. Last question. (laughs) 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 This is a good one right here though, we always like asking this one. What was your high school crush? Yeah, you gotta name him. It was before, you you with your high school crush now? Yeah, nah. Okay, then you can answer this. But I say, but I say, man, I bad plenty of high school. No, what we talking what, about? What, what was that girl that's that true. you like? Hey, that's that girl. That's true. That's that girl. That's true. That's that girl. You ain't got to say you even had her. She just was that girl back in high school. Cause like thinking about you, that guy right now. Anyway, so it's not yeah, like she can flex on you. you know? Yeah, it ain't nothing. Wrong. You feel me? But I just say it gotta be with Mariah. Then, mm. but I say out of out of. 
out of so many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talking about high school. Yeah, yeah, that one, that's true. <laughs> that's why, that why you can say who it is. I mean, you ain't too far removed from high school, but we so far removed from high school that like the girls in high school had kids and like you know they're grown. Yeah. Like you just like it's so different or whatever now. But that's the question you always ask, bitch. I want to know, like, five years from now, where Dooley the Dunn going to be at? And what he going to be doing? For sure going to be on the billboard. For sure. You already been there. Going to be on tour somewhere. Yeah. Okay, then. Sure. Mm-hmm. Or on vacation with the fam. That's, I know that's right. That's yeah. amazing. If I ain't adding no addition. You ever, you ever, you ever, you're going to be the hands of a money, The money come, babies come. Yeah. So you been on tour before? <clears throat> nah, not 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 like no real tour. You feel me? Yeah, like, yeah, like, like, like all, yeah, what's all the different like, places uh, you yeah, perform? Yeah, yeah. What the different places you have performed? Like different um, cities. You feel me? I didn't. I didn't got to Alabama. Okay. You feel me? I didn't got to Florida. You feel me? Uh, you feel me? You feel me? Trying to run in Carolina. That's where they bring yeah. everybody at anyway. Yeah, you feel right. me? So, that's the place to start. You feel me? So just you gotta run. You gotta run yeah. that. You feel yeah. me? Got places in uh, Atlanta. Mm. You feel me? So I'm just trying to stretch it somehow. Yeah, you just feel me? Just like who, who you been in the studio with? Like the people that we know. Like, like just talking about y'all just in there just making a song. Oh yeah, I was in there with um, Peasy. Okay, I saw you had a song. Big Big Ego. Yeah, I went in the studio when he uh, did his verse. Okay, so, you feel me? I got one with Quando. Quando. I, 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 I went. I went in the studio when he did his verse either. Okay, but um, Peasy, um, Big Ego. I was in the studio. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Do you know him? Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know him. I throw yeah. a bitch up here, quit playing. Yeah, I got listen. They say my little boy yeah. look like Big Yavo. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't no cap, though. Yeah, yeah. 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 you did. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> I know uh, Big Trey with some artists or whatever. But like I say my uh, the artists, I, I'm older, so I be listening to people like I listen to Cool Skull album. I listen to Black <laughs> Zach album. Yeah. But like, I don't be knowing the young guy. That's what I'm saying. Like okay. when you told me about you, I'm like, okay, I start looking you up or whatever because I just don't be knowing Since the young I, people. My little brother knew you. So yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, he, got, he was you're like, 22. I know you. I know you. I know you. I'm 25. I'm about to say, ain't too far. Boy, this boy old. Yeah. Boy, they growing. They growing. We wiser. That's what it is. Had to look get together. Um, Tony Orlando. I was standing with somebody. We listen to music and stuff. They had start playing like some newer, like some newer artists. We had never heard of. Like, hey man, hey, oh man. We both, hey, we get old. I know none of these people, man. They all knew. They all knew. But it's dope because, like, you listen, you like. Like, cause you like got a small frame, you young, but you, like your voice still carry though, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, powerful. Like, yeah. That's what, powerful. I, that's what I like yeah. about it the most because like, like powerful. I like I like when you amplify through the mic or whatever. That's why like with our setup or whatever, like yeah. we could just be sitting without no mic, but I just love the way it sounds. Even with the headphone, I love For the way sure. it sounds yeah. coming yeah, through yeah. the mic. You can hear it. Sound, Make you feel like you're in the studio. Like, you I could have yeah, been there. Yeah, they did. It's in the vibe. It's in the vibe. I love the headphone. You know what I'm saying? Your dad. To a microphone. Yeah. Give it to the people. For real. Your dad, you can't, you can't hear what we hearing right now. Like, we in the mic. Like, we in the studio. Well, yeah, maybe want to get on this beat, though, for real, but. Okay, then give us a person or two people that you feel like shit come on our platform. Uh, person or two people, you feel me? I want to shout out 
Y'all ain't get it to the game, you feel me? Like Rock Out Red, you feel me? Yep. Lil Shroud, you feel me? Okay. Bang, the guy, he ain't so, you feel me? City though, I listen to music and we gonna, we gonna make it happen. Let people know it's a vibe and shit. Man, like yeah, that. yeah, it's definitely you know, a vibe. Yeah, 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 you ain't feel me, you ain't crowned. You, you ain't crowned up. You know, yeah. you chilling. You chilling. You watching the game. Yeah. <laughs> we just here. No, in the Falcons up. Cody Patterson's cool. He ain't on my fans. You know you from South Carolina too, right? Yeah, definitely from South Carolina. Rock here. I was saying energy, man. South See what I'm saying? Yeah. You gotta pick the South Carolina. So you gotta pick the South Khaki. Don't perform. But don't perform. That's yeah. us. That's us. <laughs> yeah. you gotta do it. What else you got going on that you want the people to know before we get out of here? I I just want y'all to be ready for this music. Yeah, ready okay. for these videos. Ready for these features. You feel me? Like, ain't feel me? Yeah. I feel yeah, like you definitely. I just want to work. Yeah. 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 I'm ready to work. Yeah, yeah, if you ever need somebody taking photos or something like that, you got some video. You I just got me a gimbal today. <sighs> that thing gonna be so nice. It just came in too. But man, for real, okay. like, we appreciate you. Cause like, we, I want this to be like I say next time. Like I say, when you even bigger or whatever, you know I'm gonna spend back. Well, when you when you go from 42 to 420 k, you feel me? You gotta spend back. And man, got y'all to. again, like, what's up? Yeah, what's up? we know each other. Yeah. And I'm gonna have me a diamond. I'm gonna have Yeah, I'm gonna have me one of the watches on. Everybody out here looking. Yeah, But for real, if I can say, because you got to start it, because I say you started out with 190 followers or whatever on your IG. And like I say, well, you done took it now. And like I say, people, because like, I mean, obviously it's perspective. People gonna respect you more with your numbers looking like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, they don't say, that's why we say with our platform, like, we feel like when people walk in here, they don't give us respect for the things we got or whatever, but our numbers right now. You gotta don't. respect somebody for their person. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that's first and yeah. foremost. But, first and foremost, before, before the numbers. Yeah, it's a, it's a like, lot of people that don't. They don't, so it's, I, I, can, I, can, I can understand it because like, you feel like they ain't gonna bring the correct value for your time. Yeah. But like, say like the conversation right now you having or whatever, this conversation gonna live forever. Yeah. And hopefully, you learn something, I learn something, and the people you that watch it, this learn, learn something. something. You watch this again yeah. and feel like, oh yeah, yeah. that's a lesson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You feel me? Feel just me? listen to it. Just listen. Like we're talking about, you gotta be there. You gotta be there. You just gotta be there, yeah, man, yeah. like in the number. Yeah, and if yeah. you ain't in the number, you ain't gonna, I always say, to get off the wait list, you gotta get on the list. Gotta yeah, get on the list. You gotta get yeah, on there gotta first. Get on you can't there. get off of me, you know. Yeah. Like, we can't, we can't be the most. We can't be the best podcast and sucking off. We ain't doing the podcast. Yeah. I can't be the hottest thing dropping the hot yeah. shit. Yeah. Exactly. Let's do it. It's very self-explanatory. Hell yeah, man. Appreciate you coming on for real. Yeah, appreciate y'all. I mean, y'all. got doodle done in the building, man. We got Terry over down the side, man. Shout out to you, man. Shout out y'all pulling up, Jared Paul. Little brother, gonna pull it up on today. It's a big week for it, man. Full supply. Well, yeah, we got, we got. Oh, we ain't done yet. We gotta give our socials, our socials. So yeah, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. We gotta give our socials. Yeah. Your socials, Dooley. Are you feel me? Y'all can follow me on Instagram at Dooley the Don four twenty one. That's D O O L E Y D A D O N four twenty one. Gang. How you be Dooley the Don? How you even get that name? Dooley the Don. My my homeboy Omar from middle school. You feel me? Like Dooley the Don. 
Doolittle the Doolittle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I think. Like, like Red gave, my mother Red gave me the name Doolittle. Pimmy. I ain't never went by my name. It's so name. smooth because I, I stutter. So when I say S's, I kind of stutter. But Doolittle the Dun just Doolittle. Yeah, yeah. I just want to say Doolittle the Dun. Easy to say that. No, 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 no. Y'all gotta listen to his music though because like I say it's, Please. it's a vibe. It's, yeah. it's, like, it's Check it out. It ain't like you know YouTube, it's too easy to find. It's, yes, it's easy. He got views, so it's like done. you gonna be like, okay, he's somebody. And he from where we from? Like, yeah, you feel me? Like definitely. he ain't too far even up the road from us. Probably about forty five minutes. Forty five minutes. From. You feel yeah. me? Like being from Baseball, like it's the same mm-hmm. shit. And then he from South Carolina. Like we trying to build something down here. Trying to build a media platform. Get your socials, Dante. Uh, everybody can follow me on Twitter at SuperJuice12, S-U-P-A. You can't spell juice, that's on you. You can follow me on IG, King Cobra, both on 2Ks. And then you can follow me on Snap at JuicePat12. I got you. And yeah, a lot of gay porn on that. Hey, you can follow me at Watch on Twitter, Instagram. You can follow me at Hassan underscore guy on the snap. Dude is done. Do you know what Hassan means in Swahili? It means handsome, and I'm that guy. Go ahead. Twitter at the Jeremy Gant. Um, IG. Same thing as Snap is Jeremy Dagan. To this day! I just wanted to say that. I know. <laughs> but you can follow me on IG and Twitter at the Money QB because you know I make them play with the money. Go to Snapchat, Fine Ass Twin. That's always been me. Go to the IG and Twitter for the Navy Black Podcast at Navy Black Pod. Go to the YouTube, Navy Black Podcast. Subscribe to your boys, man. Check out the video with us, man. Like yeah. it. Man, Give us a follow. Let us get to a thousand or something. We had like six hundred. Can we get like four hundred? Drop a comment. You yeah, feel drop me? a comment. Yeah, I like. We need all that because we all need up. support. And I'm replying to the comments. Yeah, it's great like that. <laughs> we, man. I'm begging you. We trying. We the most interesting podcast in South Carolina, I believe, and we have the most interesting people on. So why yeah, wouldn't you want to be a part of interesting? Why shit? not? Why not? We got Dooley in the building, man. But you also need to go to the website, navyblackpodcast.com. Get your merch, man. We got the hoodies. We got mm-hmm. rain value, access over words, be a doer, man. Yeah, doer, man. All that, man. Do we got we the bucket hat. And we got Terrell's shirt, too. Yeah, okay. You, you know how we do it, man. Man, let me go to this. I fucked up. This man, he always, he see, this man, he got a brain vibe. Go off his game. <laughs> that's man. Man. He all fucked up. This is the Nate Black Podcast. <laughs> we'll see y'all next week. <laughs> it is. Can't get your day started or keep it going without coffee? Well, buzz through Smoothie King and discover how we do coffee better than the rest. Delicious coffee smoothies made with your choice of new robust espresso or mellow cold brew. Plus the added boost of real nutrition and no artificial flavors. Any time of day makes Smoothie King your king of coffee. And enjoy any 20-ounce coffee smoothie for just $5 before 11 a.m. 
Valid at participating locations. See website for terms and conditions. It's a wide open! Remarkable! Touchdown! Buffalo! Davis again! This is... uh, It just is impossible! A laser beam! Dawson Knox! Touchdown! Buffalo! Allen gets out of the pocket. We know how dangerous he is with his legs, and there he goes! Josh Allen! It's two builds in a pod with Daniel Hahn and Jordan McGee on Sports War Radio. And with that, welcome back to another episode of Two Builds in a Pod. Jordan McGee, Daniel Hahn here with you. The Buffalo Bills lose for the first time this season, 21 to 19 to the Miami Dolphins. Um, Daniel, um, I am feeling a lot of emotions from this game. Um, you know how we've talked about how the past few seasons that the Bills have been spared from injuries? Well, um, the time has come and the Grim Reaper of injuries has come to collect its payment from the Bills. And I just, so many things about this game, the amount of injuries that the Bills have had, still have piling up is insane um the bills playing with second and third stringers still being in it we have a butt punt that we have to talk about so much that happened in this game the bills lose for the first time um and miami dolphins fans are feeling pretty excited and we'll talk about um maybe why they should kind of cool their jets a little bit but uh daniel this was um I wouldn't say this was a fun game to watch. This was very um, anxiety-inducing and not just for the uh, on-the-field, like, oh, are, are we going to win the game uh, reasons. Um, this game was a little bit of a, wow, I just wanted to get this game over with uh, because of so many reasons. But, uh, Daniel, how are you? Um, first lost, Miami's feeling confident, and, uh, you know, uh, a little bit of chirping back and forth between the Dolphins and Bills fans this week. I am doing well overall. I'm glad we're recording this later in the week to have this kind of uh, calm down a little bit. And I know we normally are the podcast that records very shortly in the week right after the game. Lots of therapy and then we move on to the next game. I think I'm kind of in that since we're doing this later in the week, I'm kind of turning the page to Baltimore and getting hyped about Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, the same field. Uh, that's going to be awesome. But yes, this game was not fun. It was a weird game. I don't, I guess I thought differently. I kind of just assumed the bills would eventually win because kind of like the Rams where they had those four turnovers in the first half and they left tied and you're like, huh? We didn't play very well, and we still are tied with the Super Bowl champs. That's good. This game was like, huh, we're kind of like ahead in it, um, but we are making a lot of mistakes, and we're playing stupid football. And if we just played a clean quarter, we should run away with this. Uh, We'll get into a lot of the stats this game, but it was one of those that when it ended, it just kind of was like, I guess that's it. Uh, Okay, but – 
here's the weird thing, Jordan. The Bills, yes, they dominated the game, and we can go through a couple different stats with that because the stats are atrocious to how dominant the Bills were in this game. But obviously the injuries are adding up. The injuries were a thing going into the game. I think all of Bills fans' concern, including ours, was you have secondary number two on the field against Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill. And if Tua is as good as maybe the stats indicate, then it's going to be a long day. But I think I want to start there where my eyes the whole game were looking at that secondary. And before the game started, Jordan Poyer was out. Micah Hyde went to injured reserve. He's gone for the year. That's a big loss for this defense. So now you get Jaquan Johnson, DeMar Hamlin, two younger safeties. Jaquan Johnson, I believe, is his fourth year at the Bills. He's been around a while. DeMar Hamlin, it's his second year. And then you had the two rookie corners, Christian Benford and Kair Elam. Benford, as we know, didn't even finish the game. But that was the crew. That was the four-man crew that was going to somehow stop Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, Mike Jacecki, and all those different Dolphins players in Mike McDaniel's offense. And I got to tell you, Jordan, they played really well against those guys. There's only one play that went over 20 yards against that secondary. That was a Jalen Waddell catch, I believe, in the third quarter. Um, you know, we can, we're going to start breaking down this game here, but I think my initial take from this game was, yes, the Bills should have won, kind of. They really played horrible, so they didn't deserve to win either. But, man, that margin of error is so massive when you can roll out secondary number two, the B squad, and shut down Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle when they pretty much did this game. Yeah, I mean, that was... So that's just like kind of the interesting part, right, of, you know, from a Bills lens versus a Dolphins lens. Because from the Bills lens, you know, yes, there were the big plays that set up the Dolphins for that game where he touched down with that big uh, play to Jaden Waddle. But Tyreek Hill was pretty much contained. Like he didn't have like it wasn't what we feared could have happened in that like, oh, my God, Tyreek Hill and just Jaden Waddle are running all over the place. Uh, it really wasn't that. It was definitely more of a struggle for them in terms of, you know, they weren't having the game like they had did the previous week where two threw for over 400 yards and six touchdowns against the Ravens, right? That it was tougher. And they were doing it against, like you said, like the second stringers with Kyir Elam and Christian Benford and this backup safeties too as well. So like for, I mean, and that's a really tough, I mean, that's a tough matchup. Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill are just they're super fast they're electric you know for the most part they contain them I mean they did as best as they could they kept the game within reach is that's kind of the biggest thing you can ask for in terms of your secondary defense in that situation of just keep this game from you know you know getting out of hand and they did that and the secondary stood up in that way um, I thought that the front seven did a really solid job um, for the most part. I, I thought the defense for as overall for the amount of injuries that they had going into this game, they did pretty solid. I mean, the Dolphins, you know, still got their way in, in terms of the win, right? But, um, you know, this was a really tough challenge with, you know, a, a good chunk of your starting, your entire starting secondary, I should say, excuse me, out uh, for this game. The Bills held their own uh, all the way to the end as they could. And 
this is kind of the note, and we'll get into it more in terms of the game. I know Dolphins fans have, you know, understandably so, they're excited, they're 3-0, but I just have to be like, but you didn't beat the Bills at our best. Like, I know that's an excuse, and I know that's going to be something that's sort of like an like what feels like an asterisk, but I, if the Bills had... They're, if they had Travis White and Dane Jackson and Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer, do the Dolphins still win that game? Maybe, but it's yes, gonna, yeah, probably, yeah. I, I mean, we'll, we'll go to it. I'll tell you why, and, and so this is where I get to. The defense played a winning football game. I mean, yes, they could always do better, but the Dolphins, like you said, they didn't march up and down the field. They didn't have too many big drives. They didn't. Nobody on offensively, when you look at this game, you said, oh, my gosh, who can it contain X player? And in the years past, right, Jordan, it's been, what, Mike Giusecki becomes like a, a superstar against Buffalo, then you pick him up a fantasy, and he has nothing against anyone else in the league. Um, you know, all those one-handed things. Tyreek Hill did things against Cam- us when he was at Kansas City. Pretty inactive, like you said. But, but like you mentioned it, the defense played pretty well. Gregory Rousseau, again, with another sack. DeMar Hamlin, I believe, also Blitzen got a sack as well. The defense played good enough to win the game. And that's why I don't know if it matters who else the Bills had unless they would have gotten turnovers. That's kind of the, the one thing you could say the Bills didn't, defense didn't do. You didn't give us the ball back quicker, and you didn't get a pick six this time. And they should have had a pick six, actually. But it goes back to what we talked about last year, at least what my kind of glass half full here is, Jordan, is, the Bills' margin of error to lose on the road to an undefeated team by two points is enormous because let's run down, and I'm going to go off of memory here because I really did not want to go back and tick mark all the things that went wrong, but let's go through them here, Jordan. I can talk about them, and almost all of these are going to be offensive, and that's why I think it doesn't matter who the Bills had defensively. They did enough to win, but the mistakes were clearly on the offense in terms of just I don't know, stupid mistakes, unfortunate mistakes, because, again, we're, we can talk about the injuries. The Heat played a role in this. Um, but I think the bad news for the Bills started off with, first, uh, Josh Allen got strip-sacked inside the 10 of the Bills and then gave the Dolphins basically a first and goal, mm-hmm. which took them four plays to convert. The defense held them three times. Miami called a timeout, and then they got an easy touchdown. But I don't know, Jordan, what more can you ask for from the defense? I think they held their own, and it cost Miami a timeout. I I was okay with that. Yes, I was hoping for three or less, but um, I think they did well given the circumstances of a strip sack to put them up in a bad spot. Yeah, I mean, the offense we can talk about too because when we talk about the, the injuries started to add up. You know, Dawson Knox got hurt, you know, um, Tommy, Tommy but, uh, Doyle, Greg Van Roten got hurt. Yep. And so we were about to our third string center, which was very, mm-hmm. which, you know, I, I, I was watching the game and Sal Capaccio, I was just seeing a tweet being like, so the bills have no more centers uh, on their game roster. So it's him or bust. So it's Eric Wood. Call him down from the booth. Just yeah. throw him in there. And then, you know, Stefan Diggs towards the end of the game started to see that the heat and fatigue was getting to him. 
at the very end of the game, Isaiah McKenzie was kind of, you know, on the ground. Like, it was, the team felt like it was dropping like flies, and it was scary to watch. Um, it, it Like, I don't know. Like, it was just something about, like, again, the Bills have been very lucky these past few seasons to be spared from injuries and it felt like it was in the culmination in this game of just being like he's out heat illness heat heat illness humidity i mean Diggs was trying to go in the end but you could see he was like struggling uh and the end and not and, and not doesn't help with your offense and despite it still like you know josh allen's still trying to make plays i mean we can talk about i mean like listen i you know, the Bills had their opportunity, right, to win this game. You know, we talk about that fourth and goal, right, that Josh Allen just kind of just throws it short of the end zone. Like that. That Jose McKenzie is wide open. Right. Right, right there. If, if Allen just had enough arm to it, that's a touchdown. And that could be the win right there. You know, uh, they had their opportunities. And, yeah, I mean, listen, there's, it's not like it's – I want to be clear and not, yes, the Bills have reasons to be like, well, X, Y, Z, but also the Bills offense had opportunities. We talk about a missed kick from Tyler Bass, too, as well. You know, uh, there were opportunities for points on the board, and the Bills could not execute that. And in a game like this, where it is close, that ultimately ended up being the difference maker. Well, let's go through the stats, and then I want to go through the mistakes as we can recall them. Because you listed a couple there, but again, I think it's important to note if you're a glass half full person or even a pessimist, it took like seven big time mistakes to lose by two points on the road. But other than that, other than other than those seven things that went wrong, it was pure domination by the Bills. Time of possession, Jordan, forty minutes and forty seconds for Buffalo. 19 minutes for the Miami Dolphins. Total yards for the Bills, 497 for the Dolphins, 212. And total plays run, the Bills had 90, which is probably part of the reason they were gassed. Their offense was out there for 90 plays running routes, Dolphins 39. So the Bills won in just about every stat that's not the scoreboard, but the scoreboard is kind of a big deal in uh, sports these days. Sure. And you got to win that one, and they didn't. Josh Allen, four, 42 for 63, 400 yards and a touchdown. You and I can talk about this anytime. I don't think Josh Allen needs to throw 63 times in a game. No. I do definitely think some of the heat exhaustion that you saw from McKenzie and Diggs where they couldn't even – I mean, Diggs couldn't even stay on the field for the final drive. He kept needing to be taken out. That's not something you ever see from him or any number one receiver. That tells you how bad the heat was. I think some of that was also caused by the fact that Ken Dorsey had them running 63 routes. You can you can reduce that <laughs> yeah. quite a bit. You have a running game, or you we think we have a running game. I mean, Devin Singletary had good yards per carry. Zach Moss had good yards per carry in this game. You got at least, and that's maybe where someone in the booth versus on the field is a little different. You got to run the ball just to keep the receivers from not running those routes, if nothing else, in that heat. So I think Ken Dorsey will learn from that. But let's go through the mistakes as I can recall. We talked about the strip sack fumble, the Isaiah McKenzie wide open, just completely missed pass from Josh Allen. It was mm-hmm. just short. Gabe Davis dropped a touchdown in the end zone. Matt Milano dropped a pick six, yep. I believe, in the fourth quarter. Uh, the third-string center fumbled a snap uh, for the spike ball that Josh Allen then threw to Stephon Diggs that he caught. 
and time went out at the end of the first half, so they were unable to kick the field goal. Then you have the missed field goal from Tyler Bass. That's six, and I feel like I'm missing one more, but um, we can stop there. I'm, that might be it. But six is pretty big, and those were a lot of those were point-driven items as well. Um, and that doesn't include any of the things that happened in a regular game, you know, penalties, sacks, whatever. Um, note to self, I was extremely angry with the uh, muffed spike turned time, you know, yeah, third that was, big. Uh, well, that, that was just, well, so in that, when you watched it, you're like, what the hell are the Bills doing? Apparently there was a rule um, some yes. there was some sort of technicality about like I've I, I don't know if Daniel have the full rule but essentially if if you um, fumble or if like the center fumbled the snap and then you cannot spike it after that within some very niche it rule. would be intentional grounding if you pick pick up a fumbled snap and then spike it Correct. it would be intentional grounding which is a loss of down and then at that point probably a runoff so Josh Allen actually did the right thing. And I think it's habit, Jordan, just to throw it to Diggs, and Diggs knows that that happens because the ball's coming his way. But maybe in hindsight, given the situation, he showed just airmailed it out of bounds. Yeah, I mean, again, that's it, it is what it is, and you know, again, those are the opportunities right that are right in there in front of you. Um, so listen, I I think that, and we brought it up that the humidity was no joke. It's not like the Bills haven't played in South Florida; they played in South Florida every year, but like. You know, being a weather person, I know this summer has been incredibly humid. And I don't know about you, Daniel. I'm not a world-class athlete, but even just standing outside when it's super humid, I feel gross. Let alone running around the field at full speed, at full contact, makes you probably want to heave over and die. Um, So, listen, and that's kind of the home element that Dolphins have, right? That they're they're used to that humidity. Um but I, I I was just surprised that it wasn't affecting the Dolphins more. You know, like, I get that, like, they're used to it. But when the Bills players are just dropping, like, left and right and nobody else was, it was kind of insane. Well, actually, I should say not because of humidity, but we got to talk about Tua here for a second because. Well, before you leave yeah. that subject, because we will do a long thing on Tua or yeah, someone's sure. long. I will say this. For Bills fans, a lot of people were complaining about the way the field was set up because the sun was glaring on the bill sideline and not on Miami. First of all, that's home field advantage. If you can do it, you build that stadium to do that. If you're Miami, sure. I, I have no issues with that one. That's what every team should be doing in some shape or fashion. That's why visitor locker rooms stink, right? Second piece, this wasn't the bill's first time in Miami in the fall. I am worried that they were completely unprepared. Maybe it was just, like you said, maybe it was the humidity was beyond what even they could have expected and it was the worst they've ever seen it. But this is a divisional opponent that you know that you're going to go down there and see from time to time. I mean, I thought they should have brought more you know, fans, whatever. Again, I think a lot of it could be Ken Dorsey's play calling that maybe got more gassed. But like you, the heat was a real factor. The cramps were a real factor. The exhaustion was a real factor. And I'm a little confused if something was missed in the equipment truck or something that the Bills just weren't prepared to handle the heat. That's what it seemed like to me, which, again, if it's not a divisional opponent, I can maybe get by. But this is a divisional opponent. You've been there before. You've been there in the fall. It shouldn't be a a thing as big a deal. But, yes, Jordan, let's go to your next piece, which is Tua. Yeah. 
who uh, why, why don't you describe it? Because that was the end of the second, the first half, and then we saw a little bit of Teddy Bridgewater come in the game. Yeah. So what happened uh, for those maybe who didn't see it? Um, it's towards the end of the second half. Tua gets hit hard. Clearly, is a concussion because he he tries to get up. Uh, is it? Well, let's say he was getting up and he looked like he was drunk and he was wobbling and his teammates had to like catch him and, you know, kind of like waking up being like purple dinosaurs fly on Thursday bacon. Like that's kind of where Tua's brain was at. And so we were thinking, oh, God, he's might be out for a concussion. Nope. Miraculously is totally fine. Ready to go back in for the game, which... Um, and there's an investigation going on with the Dolphins mm-hmm. in terms of how the Dolphins <laughs> handle their concussion protocol. Um, because Tua, Tua looked that I I'm not a doctor, but um, he looked kind of concussed to me. Um, and Teddy Bridgewater was in I think maybe for like one series, and then Tua just was back, and it was fine. Um. Yeah, which that's kind of I I feel there's some sus on there. Like maybe he didn't have the concussion, but I don't know the way that he was reacting after that hit. I I I have my doubts, and I find it very suspicious that Tua was just oh after fifteen twenty minutes I'm good at halftime, and then was just ready to go back in. I think that the NFL, whether they find anything in this investigation, who knows? But um, eyebrows were raised for me. We're like, oh, Tua's back? That seems odd. Not the right choice. But uh, we'll see what that investigation includes. But I I have a hard time believing that Tua did not, at the very least, show concussion symptoms. And therefore maybe shouldn't have been out there in that second half, but that's just me. So I agree with you, but the Dolphins are saying it was back and ankle injuries or what happened uh, to a back and ankle. Uh, and his ankles, of course, look like Conor McGregor's where he broke his ankle getting knocked out in his last fight to Dustin Poirier. So, you know, yes, he stands up, he falls down, his offensive linemen pick him up, he falls down, and or not falls fully down because he's being held up, but he ain't walking right. And the Dolphins took him directly to the locker room. Teddy finished the drive. Then it was halftime, and he came out after halftime. So in my mind, they're just like putting that guy in a smell, smelling salt chamber and making him just wake up nonstop, and then they threw him back out there. Yes, the Dolphins, and, that, and I, you know, it's interesting. Mike McDaniel is very critical about it. They said, it's an independent neurologist, not a team physician. That's who approves him to go back out there. Said he was good to go. Went back out there, we thought it was back and ankle. And that's what he's listed as questionable, by the way, for the game against Cincinnati with a back and ankle injury. Jordan, here's what happened on the play, and I feel like it's very obvious that it was concussion. But again, we're not doctors. Bill's player gets called for unnecessary roughness against Tua on the play. And if I just tell you that, you go, oh, he must have went high and hit heads. Nope, he went low. And he went low. And then Tua fell backwards, and the back of Tua's head hits the ground. Mm-hmm. Then he gets up and has no idea where he is, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> that's, that's a concussion because, yes, the Bills player might have went low 
and it didn't seem like it was intentional anyway. I think it was just he lowered his shoulder and two or three or whatever and just happened to go low, which is, you know, Tom Brady rule, right? Flag, unnecessary <laughs> roughness. But it wasn't helmet-to-helmet hit. Tua fell backwards, guys on his ankles, head hits the back, back of the head, hits the turf. Again, maybe that causes a back injury. Maybe that causes an ankle injury. I don't know. But because his head actually made contact with something and then he wobbles like that, I am going to go with you. It's got to be a concussion. We're not doctors. Um, I know I have some friends and family members that have had back issues. I, I don't recall them, you know, looking like they got knocked out by Mike Tyson from time <laughs> to time. But, you know, that's apparently Tua's reaction to said back and ankle. Um, yeah. Uh, and here's the thing, too. If Tua really did have it, I know it's a big game for Miami, Kenny Bridgewater is fine, and the way the Bills made so many mistakes, even the second half, they probably still might have had a chance to win the game. But that's your franchise quarterback, a very young franchise quarterback. It's also game three of the season. There's no need to run him back out there against a defense that's known to get after the quarterback and QB hits and all that. If he's your franchise guy, it, it does more damage long-term to your team to run him out there for and try to win a week three regular season game than it does to just let Teddy Bridgewater a veteran play the, the rest of the game. Yeah, I, I, I mean, with the point with Tua of, listen, that I think you hit the nail on the head. Like, this is your young quarterback who is in a pivotal season of his in terms of is he going to be a real franchise quarterback or not. And so far this season, he has proven that, um, that he looks like he could be that. But you don't want to jeopardize your future, right? You know, you have so much good momentum for you if you're Miami um, that doing that could have been a really bad mistake. Um, you know, I'm just curious if the NFL finds that, oh, Tua did have, does have a concussion, what kind of punishment, if any, would the Dolphins receive? I don't think it's going to be anything... Um, uh, strenuous, uh, I would say that much at the least, but it's it's frustrating. I think it's just more or less of, you know, to be fair, are we in the same situation? If to, if Josh Allen does the same exact thing, goes down in that way and he gets wobbly, you know, I'd be concerned trotting him out too, but there's that part of me that's like, I want to win. Um, so I, I get it. Uh, every player doesn't want to be out, but at the same time, if these concussion protocols have to follow for a reason, and um, you know, we'll see what the investigation um, comes up with. But I, you know, I like you had our doubts that Tua was not concussed. I, I'm just gonna be honest. I hit my head on the back of a, uh, you know, my bathroom wall. I feel like I have a concussion and that just, that looked like a concussion. I just, it looked like it. I don't know how you can say that it wasn't, but the dolphins are going to say that it wasn't. Yeah. And there shouldn't be any, unless the dolphins kept two away from the independent neurologist, there shouldn't be any issues with Miami for the league. It should go back to the independent neurologist. What's their role? How did they clear him? What tests did they do? Um, because, again, the whole point of that independent neurologist system is that the teams aren't just throwing concussed players out there because the teams have a vested interest in winning the game. Unless 
Miami kept two away from him for some reason. No, 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 it's back. It's fine. It's back and ankle. <laughs> no big deal here. <laughs> okay, sure, sure, buddy. Whatever you say. I was going to go back here. You know, I don't know what that process was, but the other thing, you know, when you watch NFL games, you see all the hits these guys take, especially the quarterback position. And early on in, you know, independent neurologist world, they would, I remember they just used to randomly pull guys because they would say, hey, that person got a helmet to helmet hit. Let me come back here and do some tests. Then they come back in the game three plays later, right? Or um, now it's a little less that and more just everything is going to be about. Everything is going to be about if they need to come out of the game, they're already concussed and the, the neurologist pulls them. But you never saw that with quarterbacks. Quarterbacks would take head shots all the time, and the independent neurologist would never say, hey, come sit over here while we you know, do some tests. It seemed like quarterbacks were always the exception to that. We think you have a concussion. We need to do a test rule. Uh, and maybe that's the case here still, too, where the Dolphins took him out saying it was back and ankle. Independent round says, well, that's the quarterback, goodbye. But it shouldn't be the rule. They, they take hits just like everyone else. And, yes, the most important position, if Josh Allen has to leave the field for four plays and Case Keenum comes in and throws an interception, that would suck. But it's about health and wellness of your players. The process is there to prevent long-term damage and concussions, have these guys kind of drooling. So just do it. It, it, it stinks when it happens to your team. But I think it would stink worse to have a serious injury to a player and a person like Tua anyway, um, if you're a fan of the Dolphins or not. Um, so that's Tua. Again, we were going to hit on that for a while. The other thing I do want to hit on the Miami side here, Jordan, um, but punt. Um, but punts. Do we want to talk? Because the Bills didn't punt again. That's two out of three games. Sam Martin has just been a holder and nothing else, even though the one time I saw him, he forced two fumbles on his own. Um the Dolphins, last drive for them, they're backed up in their own end zone. I'll be honest, I actually thought it might be a smart play to just take a safety and make the Bills have to drive the whole field as opposed to a short field. And with the Bills' offense, as potent as it is, they can score from anywhere on the field. But I get it. The Bills hadn't really converted in the red zone, so why make it a field goal game, right? But regardless, the Dolphins did not intentionally do this, but they still got a safety because their punter um, punted <laughs> it right into the booty of yeah. the uh, gunner back, the, the pump protector. Um, that thing just went right between the crack, bounced right back on mm-hmm. out the end zone. Um, and here's the funny part here. It's a pure Dolphins blunder because that pump protector, he wasn't pushed into the punter. He just backed up too far. and <laughs> He backed um, the booty up a, too far. He backed that booty up too far, and he's going to have a really sore tuchus the rest of the week. Um, <laughs> it bounced backwards, and it was hilarious. If you hear, if you watch the Manning cast, Pat McAfee broke that down for about three minutes and really enjoyed breaking it down, I'm pretty sure. Oh, my God. But what are your thoughts on the butt punt, and where does it rank compared to the butt fumble? Oh, see, that's fun. That, well, I think the butt fumble is a little bit more funny because it led to like a touchdown and and whatnot. But I, when I watched it, I was like, "Oh, oh my god, we blocked it!" And then it's like, "Well, not not really. We didn't block it." I I just liked the slow motion, and you could just <laughs> could see this man's butt cheeks just kind of like wobble 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 after like it happened. Like 
I just did anyone talk to him being like, how was your butt? Like, was it fine? What like what happened? Like that man, listen, I'm just saying, I don't know who that was, but this is a prime opportunity to capitalize off that butt. I'm just saying, I don't know if there's endorsement he deals. Is working. Charmin has reached out to him, reached out on Twitter, <laughs> and he has responded to Charmin. Yes. And I think man, I think Dude Wipes is the other one that Hell reached out yeah. to him on Twitter, and he's trying to engage with him, too, oh, as you should try to engage. Take that money. Take that money. Take this moment. I don't know if he's ever going to actually see the field in terms of, like, actual offense, defense, but th- take those endorsement deals because I, I think it's just truly, like, even though – I mean, I just kind of, uh, see, if the Bills had won, like, we'd be like, the butt putt was the reason why we won. I would have loved it. and But unfortunately, that was not the case. But we still get to enjoy butt punt nonetheless. But it would have been more just like, I, I, I thought in my head, I'm like, wow, if we win this game, it's going to be because of a butt punt. Like, that would have been amazing. But unfortunately, that was not the case. I The butt bumble still funnier to me because Mark Sanchez like runs intentionally into the butt of his own player and it, and then fumbles it as if who knew that guy was going to be there, but he was standing there literally the whole time. It's like hitting a parked car, but going (laughs) forward and hitting a parked car. um, It, it, it was bad, but again, in my head, doing a safety made sense there. That's one of the few times I would say take an intentional safety. But I get why the Dolphins maybe not wanting to do it because Tyler Bass does have a big leg. They didn't need to go very far. But then you end the game with the Bills get the ball deep. They are not able to get into Tyler Bass' range. Isaiah McKenzie gets tackled inbounds again, second straight half, ending inbounds. Um, and then you get the Ken Dorsey gif, which is him just losing his ish in the uh, play booth. And some, some coach, some wise individual, some saint had to put his hand over the camera to cover that up. It wasn't Ken Dorsey's hand. Some people are saying that. <laughs> Ken Dorsey's hands were firmly on the iPad that he was slamming and the playbook that he was tearing up. And somebody else comes in and covers that camera up. Um, Jordan, you could say mixed reviews. I know there's a couple of national media people that try and take the stance like, oh, that's going to stain his career. But Every ex-player, current player loves it. They all are like, yeah, that's the fire we want. Josh Allen is very vocal that that's the fire. And he said the best part is Josh Allen was interviewed on Kyle Brandt's basement show on Tuesday. And Kyle Brandt asked how he found out about it. And Josh Allen said, oh, when we were walking to the bus, Ken Dorsey, Ken Dorsey got his phone and showed it to me. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just like, hey, check out what I did. Uh, <laughs> and so... <laughs> Um, Ken Dorsey, we were warned by everyone that he was a psychopath by multiple players. He laughed hysterically, and now you see psychopath Ken Dorsey in the booth shredding play calling sheets. Jordan, what are your thoughts? Because from all the talk, this is going to be a galvanizing moment for this offense, as if they needed more reason to like their offensive coordinator. Everyone apparently loves it. Oh, I should shows his own emotion. I th- I thought when I was watching it that Ken Dorsey was like raging so hard that he broke the camera. That's what my thought was. I did not realize some of them had to like cover it to like save oh, you gotta face. Watch. There's some fingers that come sliding through. You can see the finger shape come sliding through. I mean, listen, I I would I was pissed too. I had the same not the same exact reaction, but I'm just kind of like that. 
anger. Yeah, like the Madden rage quitting. You know, you rage quit a video game. We all know somebody that's done this or is like this. Um, Ken Dorsey gives a damn and he should. And uh, I know he got fined because you're like, you're not supposed to bring the tablet. Um, I get it. Right. Whatever. But like, to be honest, if you're not feeling that way after that game, you don't have much emotion. Like Ken Dorsey cares. And listen, it it's fine. Uh, but that's kind of, that's my offensive coordinator. That's, I want someone who is going to react that way, you know, because I would be too. I, the same exact situation. I, I don't know if I break the iPad, but I'd be, I'd be pissed. Who wouldn't be? That's our psychopath. No one else can claim him. He's over here psychopathing for us. Uh, the other thing with that is it was the end of the game. There were no more plays to be called. It would be different for me if it was like the second quarter and you're just losing your shit on a play, but it was done. Game over. That was the final play of the game. Tackled in bounds. Clock at zero. That's perfectly fine. Let your emotions go. No issues on my front. I, it is a great story. In my mind, it's going to be a great gift that we will use plenty of times, by the way, on the Two Bills and Pod Twitter account. You can follow us at Two Bills and Pod for all the game day live gifting. Anyway, short plug there, Jordan. <laughs> um, the other piece of that, and, and Josh Allen again in a press conference this week, I think the quote that sums it up perfectly is, you show me someone that's okay with losing and I'll show you a loser. That's our quarterback. That's what I like to hear there will be no losers in this locker room. So that is good news. And that is, again, let's just say that's a wrap on Miami. They celebrate, they kind of Gatorade, kind of one bottle Gatorade, Mike McGano after the game, Bill's fans are going back and forth about how they're celebrating. I'm okay with them celebrating Jordan. It, it's not the same because it hasn't been 15 years yet. Like it was with the bills and the Patriots. But who cares if Kyle Orton beat the Patriots in week 16 of a meaningless game? I was super excited about that. Or if Tom Brady played a play half only and Bills win, great. That's a win. I'm excited. Don't I? The Bills have been a thorn in Tua's side, specifically in that Miami Dolphins fan base for a while, just because of how, not just the fact that the Bills have a better record, but they've been destroying the Dolphins in the recent years. So any way you can get a win, celebrate that win it's only 17 games Jordan doesn't take much so I have no issues with it yes Bill Dolphins fans are horrible people and that's fine (laughs) but but overall the fact that the team wants to celebrate beating a division rival and getting and quite frankly a gigantic win in the division against a team that you know is going to be there at the end is a reason to celebrate they should celebrate they got a short week if they have to face a tough Cincinnati team Take the celebration, move on, build, long ride home on the plane, lots of injuries to get to. Any final thoughts on the Dolphins game? Because we got a lot of injuries to talk about. I mean, listen, the Dolphins are gonna be a very good team. They're gonna they are a very talented team. They are gonna be in the running in the AFC. And uh, listen, the, the Bills have owned the Dolphins. Uh, they won like seven straight games. So of course they're gonna kind of celebrate that, understandably so. Um, we'll see. Well, we'll see how this Miami team is. And I think that they are, um, maybe not quite the best team in the league. I think that's a bit of an exaggeration. 
um, early on this season, but uh, they are a force to be reckoned with. That is for sure. This is not the same old Miami Dolphins team as of yesteryear. They are good, they are talented, and they are going to give a Bills uh, a run for their money. And that second AFC East game um, later on the season is going to be very pivotal for that division lead. So um, the Dolphins are going to be a, a, certainly a challenge this year in this division for sure. Yeah, and we'll see how consistent they are. They have a tough match against Cincinnati, but when we talk about the Bills facing the Ravens, Dolphins already beat the Ravens, and the Ravens are expecting to be a playoff team. Dolphins are probably going to be in that playoff mix, too, like you said. So, you know, you can't slip up. The Bills have a little bit harder schedule because they won the division last year. But it's a big win for them. They're 3-0. They should enjoy it. Like you said, they're, they're, they're a team that we've said for many years in this podcast. They're going in the right direction with their roster. They they are working on this new culture, this offensive culture. Tyreek Hill adds a lot of dynamics to that offense. It makes Tua look a lot better. We'll see how long it lasts. They haven't gotten their injury bug yet, but the Bills certainly have. So let's talk about that next because it's massive. After this game, Tommy Doyle was placed on the IR. He has a torn ACL. He is out for the season. Like we said before the game, Micah Hyde is out for the season. Jake Kumaro has a high ankle sprain. He'll probably miss a week or two. Christian Benford has a fractured hand. It sounds like he'll be week to week, but because he's defensive back, he doesn't need to catch the ball. He might be back quicker than maybe at some other positions. A lot of heat exhaustion that was talked about. Greg Van Roten, another guy that they're going to be working on this week too. But all that being said, there is a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. Since we are recording late. We do have the practice injury report. And a few things of note that are good. Dane Jackson returned to practice in the red jersey. Ed Oliver, Jordan Poyer, and Mitch Morse are all limited in practice. Jordan Phillips not yet back practicing with a hamstring. He's week to week. And as if the Bills needed more depth because Christian Benford is going to be out for a little bit. Um, they signed veteran cornerback Xavier Rhodes, formerly of the Indianapolis Colts. He was drafted by the Vikings and was there with Leslie Frazier and Stephon Diggs. Um, so that's a veteran um, coming in to be your you know, spot starter, mm-hmm. but essentially your fifth cornerback when things are healthy. Um, that injury report is lengthy. Obviously, the center piece is another thing to watch. We get Mitch Morse back this week. That's a huge ad. Uh, Greg Van Roten played very good. I thought Mike Matt Mance played good, too, just once the third-string center comes in, like there's going to be at least one fumbled exchange. Unfortunately, it happened at the worst possible time, but that was inevitable in my head. Um, but Dane Jackson, we'll see if he plays this week. That would be a big boost. Xavier Rhodes, not expecting much, but that's a boost nonetheless. And then, of course, next week is uh, the physically enabled to perform list is officially over. So guys like Marquez Stevenson and a little man named Tredavious White from the Tredavious White Goalie Academy <laughs> will be eligible to practice for the Bills and possibly play the week after if ready. So, yeah, uh, I mean, the, the list is long. I saw the practice squad uh, or the practice um, injury list, I should say. Um, the fact Somebody that Dane... said it was like a CVS receipt, and I agree 100%. The fact that Dane Jackson is back at practice from his injury in that many days alone is just uh, fantastic. I, I just some good vibes. 
I think the Bills are getting healthier. As I know the list is look back is looking bad, but like I'm feeling confident going into this week. They're they're getting a little bit healthier. Obviously, the big blow with uh, Micah Hyde being out for the season it hurts a lot. Um, I do like the signing of Xavier Rhodes. I think he's a solid corner. I think he certainly can step in um, in that role when need be. Um, I, I think it's going to get better. I think it, it's bad now, but I think we're just kind of slowly but surely getting in the direct, right direction. Like you said, we're not far away from Tredavious White being back out on the field. Um, you know, this team is going to get healthier. It's a, it, it's a long list now. But these aren't injuries that are, you know, six to eight weeks or anything that's other than Micah Hyde, which has been the most detrimental injury. This is stuff that the Bills can recover from. It's going to take a little bit of time, but I feel I feel okay. I'm not as worried as maybe other Bills fans are. Uh, maybe you call it naive optimism, but I, I feel like they're going to be fine. I think they'll be fine, too. It's just a long list, and you wonder if this was a playoff game, who would have played against Miami? Because some of those injuries, it was a short week against after Monday Night Football. There were a lot of guys dinged up, and it felt like maybe the Bills were just being precautious because they said, we'll be in the race later on. We don't need to go all out to beat Miami week three. And again, that's the same argument I'm making for don't bring Tua back in when concussed. The Bills know they're good enough to make the playoffs. They know they want home field advantage, sure. But they know they need, if their team is healthy, they have the most talented team in the NFL potentially, and they believe they have the right guys. So don't risk longer injuries just to win a week three game. So, yes, I agree these guys are getting better. I don't know when we see all of them. um, But Tredavious White is a huge, huge addition if he's ready and he's not on snap counts, and he's like fully good to go and everything, you're adding a number one corner to a defense that is still one of the top defenses in the league without him right now. So while Micah Hyde injury is huge, I think you're going to feel that as the season wears on. Um, getting Tredavious White back is just a scary thought right now because that's going to change the game for a lot of different things. So we'll see what happens. Xavier Rhodes, I was warned by many Colts fans, many Colts fans, Jordan, do not get your hopes up for Xavier Rhodes saving the day. And I'm not, but again, on this team, he's almost your fifth cornerback when you run down where he's expected to play. Um, But he needs to be, but he's a veteran. He's gone to a Pro Bowl. He's done some really good things. If you're asking him to be your number one, sure, I might be disappointed. I'm looking at him and saying, do not be Vontae Davis from the Colts, the last Colts veteran to show up. Uh, get through a half and don't leave the the, the locker room at halftime. Yeah. Like, just keep, keep gutting it out and you'll be fine. And again, he knows his defense. He's comfortable. But of course, you see a name like that, like, wow, that's a great ad. I'm always skeptical. Like, he wasn't on a team for a while, guys. There's something going on here. So he had a down couple of years with the Colts, but you know, what you're asking him to do is not be your number one. You're asking him to fill in and provide some veteran depth and, and not make key mistakes. And I think he can definitely do that uh, moving forward. Um, Jordan, let's wrap up this game and this week with one other piece, which is Dolphins are done. We usually say, where do we go? Where do they go from here? 
We'll see them again, like you mentioned. They're going to be in Orchard Park in uh, winter time. Oh yeah, uh, they have a Thursday night matchup against the Bengals, who are a strange team in themselves. Um, Two was questionable. Expected to play though because of his back. Um, what do you think of the Dolphins now that you've seen them? Because I know for me, I was looking at Tua saying, if he's the real deal, they got a real shot. I don't know if I saw enough even in this game because I don't know if second half Tua was healthy to back, ankle, concussion, whatever you want to call it. Bill's defense just plays him really, really good. He did better than what he's done in the past. He's clearly making improvements. The inaccuracy is still there, but like we talked about, the Dolphins offense did not win this game. The Bills just found a variety of ways to lose the game. So while I think they're improved, they're very well coached. They they were smart to keep their defensive structure in place. Now they're adding that Shanahan style on offense, which should serve them well. I think they're still a team on the rise, but they're going to have some ups and downs, and they're definitely going to have some downs at some point this season. I mean, listen, they're a very talented team. Like I said previously, you know, I, I think that Tua has made – progressions you can see that already that he has made a very large improvement in terms of his play and they're going to be a force to reckon with I think they're definitely a team that's going to be right in the square of the playoff mix a very good playoff caliber team um listen at the end of the day I I think they're going to be a, a playoff team I think they're very good um, I think, like you said earlier, the consistency, can they keep this up? Is this a team that is going to be consistent throughout the season? Are they going to have their struggles? Um, I mean, we're, we're recording this now on a Thursday night. So, you know, uh, we're going to see them play again today. Uh, so it'll just be interesting to see how much they can keep this consistency up, if at all. Um, that's kind of the big question that I have in my mind. And we'll find that out shortly. Well, we're done with them for a while. We'll see what happens to them. But next up is the Baltimore Ravens, 1 o'clock in Baltimore. Um, Should be some remnants of Ian uh, flowing through the game. It'll be a little bit rainy if you look at the weather forecast in Baltimore. Uh, The Ravens, Jordan, they are 2-1. and They're coming off a win over the New England Patriots. Their loss was to Tua. Tua got six touchdowns and a comeback win against them. They barely beat the New England Patriots, Mac Jones had a 300-yard passing performance, and Devontae Parker, if he was on your fantasy bench, uh, he had himself a day, like I think it was 154 he got receiving. Um, but nonetheless, this is one of those marquee matchups, the top two NFL MVP uh, candidates in Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen are going head-to-head. Uh, interesting quote from Josh Allen basically saying that, yeah, I would make Lamar Jackson the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL Lamar appreciated that, by the way. Um, <laughs> I'm sure the Ravens did not. <laughs> I'm um, sure you would, yeah. <laughs> he said, yeah, I appreciate those are kind words. And I believe the also quote was that Lamar respects Josh Allen, but they will be rivals for the foreseeable future because he expects both of them to be AFC rivals. Um, but they definitely mm. get along very well as they're from the same draft class and all that. That being said, Jordan, this game, to me, when we talk about ways to win, we're going to talk a lot about can Lamar Lamar's going to do this, he's going to do that. All that is smart, fine, and dandy, but the way I look at this, Bill's offense 
has not has yet to be stopped this season. Like even with those injuries in Miami, they were moving the ball to the field. As long as they don't stop themselves, Miami wasn't stopping them. The yeah. Bills were stopping themselves with stupidity and drops and all these other things that were going on. Stupidity is a rough word. They're making really good reads. It was just a weird drop, inaccurate day. They did everything right. I thought the play calling was still good. Minus maybe they could do a little more running plays. Regardless, this Baltimore defense, who which is known normally as being this elite defense, Wink Martindale is no longer there. He's with the Giants. This current iteration, which is working some guys back in from injury, just like the Bills are, uh, they just gave up six touchdowns to Tua, 300 passing yards to Mac Jones. That doesn't happen. What the hell is Josh Allen about to do to this team? Because it seems like he's about to go for 10 touchdowns and 600 passing yards if you're looking at comparisons here. So as good as Lamar is, the Bills' defense will be good enough to force a punt or two against Lamar. And unless Lamar is keeping Josh Allen off the field with some very long drives, based on the first three weeks, this Ravens defense is about to allow 1,000 yards to Josh Allen in this Bills offense. And it doesn't matter what Lamar does because he could have another 300-yard passing game, 150-yard rushing game like he did against Miami and still lose this game potentially by double digits. Yeah, so that's the big thing, right, is that that Ravens secondary is dead last in the league in terms of yards given up. And that is <laughs> that's where the game lies, right? You know, Lamar Jackson is going to be incredibly tough to stop, right? We know his dynamic ability for him to be able to run the ball. I mean, he's very Josh Allen-esque. So if, I think if there's any advantage that the Bills defense has is that you know, in practice, you're going against a guy that's very similar, you know, with Lamar Jackson um, out on the field. Um, you know, their offense runs through him. Um, that Ravens offense is going to do its damage for sure. But can that secondary do anything? You know, probably not. And the game's going to come down for the defense for the Baltimore is that front seven of can they get after pressure? Now, the thing is with the Bills injuries, if they don't get all their starters back, that could possibly happen, right? You know, if they don't have, you know, a good fortifying offensive line going into this game, that's where the Ravens' best chance is to win is that front seven just attacking Josh Allen and getting after after him uh, in the backfield. That's their best chance. Because if Josh Allen has enough time in that pocket, it's game over. Like, it's Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, right? Like, those guys alone will just cause havoc. So, if Josh Allen has enough time in the pocket, I just, again, when we're talking about, um, you know, a, a shootout, the Bills are just going to have that advantage in the shootout. Because Lamar Jackson is going to have to, you know, he's not going to just run over and over and over and over again on this defense. It's not like, or just, you know, score consistently on this defense, you know, drive, drive, to drive, to drive. It's just not going to happen. Um, so if it's all it takes is one stop for the bills defense, which I think they're capable of versus the bills, you know, taking other extra opportunities. So that's kind of where this game lies. And the second, unless the secondary has like a dramatic, you know, shift in terms of how they play, um, if it's a shootout, the Bills have more ammunition. This is where the Micah Hyde injury will come into play because he's a very good stopper 
in you know when he moves into the front eight and he's he's stuffing the run right and the Bills have done very good containing Lamar Jackson the limited times we've seen him notably that last divisional round playoff game where Taron Johnson got the large pick six to kind of end it and ice it they've done a good job of not letting Lamar Jackson beat them with his legs and if you do that you should have a really good chance to win. Yes, they have a couple weapons on offense. Mark Andrews might be the best tight end in the NFL. Rashad Bateman's very coming into his own. They believe they just got J.K. Dobbins back, and he should be on the field this week to help their running game. But, but all that being said, you just shut down Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill. You've experienced the Cooper Cup effect. You should be a defense that's ready to handle that type of playmaking and skill positions. You just got to keep Lamar contained in the pocket. And with this defense being built basically to stop Patrick Mahomes from doing exactly that same thing, this is a great opportunity to see, okay, what does the Von Miller effect have when it comes to containing a quarterback who's going to want to extend plays with his legs? Can we keep Lamar in the pocket? Because you're going to want to do that here in a couple weeks against Patrick Mahomes too. So the Bills' defense is kind of being built to take on this type of offense, this type of quarterback threat, because that's what they're building to beat Patrick Mahomes with. Just the weapons around him are different. Mahomes is obviously a better passer than Lamar, but don't sleep on Lamar as not being a good passer. He still can beat you in the pocket. It's just a little bit different. Um, But the other things to watch for me, what's the weather report? If it's high winds and rain, Maybe that grounds the Bills' passing attack a little bit where you can't be as effective. That, to me, would be a tactical advantage for the Ravens, just the fact that they're taking maybe the Bills' best asset out of the field a little bit. Josh Allen's got the arm strength to throw in just about any conditions. But if this becomes a running game, you're Baltimore. You probably feel better about your running offense than the Bills do. Um, But we'll see what happens. The Bills are favored by three here, Jordan. You know, I don't want to make an over-under how many times does Sam Martin come on the field to punt, but he's one for three so far in punting in games. So we don't know if we're going to see him or not. This Ravens defense, if they can't fix what's wrong with them, and they, and they haven't faced as good of offense as the Bills offense, they're in deep, 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 deep trouble. So, Jordan, that's where the spread is. It is Bills minus three right now who you taking with the spread and who is your fantasy player for the week i'm gonna take the bills with the spread um and then my fantasy player i've been waiting i'm gonna say gabe davis i want selfishly because he's on one of my fantasy football teams um and i think he's due for a breakout game and especially if this is this this week of a secondary the Bills receivers are going to eat. They're going to get points. So if you have a Bills receiver in your fantasy team, this would be a good week to start them. Um, so I'll take the Bills with a spread, and I'll take Gabe Davis as my fantasy player to watch. I'm going to take the Bills with a spread as well. Like you, the injuries definitely concern me. The weather also concerns me. But, based, again, based on what I know of the Ravens, that secondary is porous, and this is the toughest challenge they're going to face offensively, so it's going to be a long day for them. So I'll take the Bills with the spread. My fantasy player is going to come on the Bills side. I'm going to take Zach Moss. They're definitely going to need to not have Josh Allen throw the ball 60 times. 
if they get in the red zone and they get kind of inside that 5-10 range, I'm looking to see if Zach Moss can, can come around and get some touchdowns. One note that we didn't touch on in the Dolphins game, by the way, I'd like to say this, Jordan, bright spot, James Cook. Looked like he was starting to settle in a little bit more in this offense, getting a little more involved. Um, looking to see his reps kind of pick up as time goes on, but Zach Moss has also ran the ball very well. So it's still a one-two-three combination with Cook kind of bringing up the rear. But Zach Moss, I think he gets a touchdown or two this week and kind of moves along that path. All right, Jordan, let's go around the AFC East. We talked about the Dolphins. They gone. Now let's talk about New England Patriots. They lost to Baltimore. They are now one and two. Mac Jones goes, got, went for 300. Devontae Parker had basically his Devontae Parker day. Now he'll be injured at some point soon. Um, but Mac Jones, high ankle sprain. That's usually a week-to-week injury. The, the Patriots haven't ruled him out yet, but not good for Mac Jones. High ankle sprains, like I said, takes a couple weeks. Next up for them, Green Bay Packers. No big deal in Lambeau. Um, is New England better with Brian Hoyer because it looks like Hoyer is going to get the start. Nope. They're screwed. Uh, I'm just going to go and say it and put it on a limb. Um, you saw Mac Jones, the the videos and images of him being kind of helped off the field. And screaming. Screaming. And screaming. Screaming in pain. Um, I'm not, a, again, we're not doctors, but I'm going to go on a limb and say that that's probably not a good sign. Um, so they're screwed, but you know what? That <laughs> corpse of Brian Hoyer, why not? I mean, I would say it can't get worse, but it, it it's about to get worse for <laughs> New England. Tua didn't scream like that with his ankle injury. So that's, that's the only one I'm saying. If it was a true ankle injury and Mac Jones is the t- culprit, that's a huge bad ankle injury for him. So, and he was screaming. All right, let's go to the New York Jets now. Jets, they lose as well to the Bengals, but good news for them, maybe. Uh, They get, I believe next up on their list, hold on, I got it right here, is they get the Steelers, and they also get Zach Wilson back. So, Jordan, how much of an improvement are you looking to see Zach Wilson make against the Steelers? Well, I mean... I want to see if he can be a decent quarterback. I mean, Brees, uh, Brees Hall is playing well. He's got weapons. And, you know, the Jets are in a pretty decent position. Um, but now the time has come for, okay, can Zach Wilson be that franchise quarterback? Or, you know, do they pursue other options a la free agency a la Lamar Jackson? Um, will have to remain to be seen. Um, but a very pivotal year for Zach Wilson in terms of his ability to give the front office confidence in terms of if he's going to be that sky. So, uh, you know what? The Steelers are a good test. They won't have TJ Watt. So um, here is Zach Wilson's chance to show Jets fans I'm a good quarterback. And if not, well, uh, Lamar talk is still going to happen. Lamar's not going there. I'm not. I'm not feeling it. Mm. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, it's definitely a Jets move to spend as much money as humanly possible, and that's going to solve everything. But regardless, this is a big time for Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson being injured doesn't help them evaluate him in any way whatsoever. You don't need to evaluate Joe Flacco. Um, we know it. He's done. Uh, Zach Wilson needs to play as many reps as humanly possible. The Steelers are a good warm-up for him because Mitch Trubisky ain't going to be running away from 
uh, the Jets' defense in any way whatsoever in terms of the score. So it should be a tight game. But I do have big, I do have big expectations for Zach Wilson. He should be better than he was last year. But if he can't stay healthy, we'll see. Um, but I definitely think he's going to give them more ways to win. He's just also going to cost them some plays with some interceptions along the way. So Jets fans, rejoice! I guess if you're hearing rumors that Lamar Jackson's on the way to the Jetland, um, whatever, so be it. I, I don't think they're going to know what to do with Lamar Jackson if they could, if, even if they could get him. We'll see. All right, Jordan, let's go around the NFL and wrap up this show. Big news for me, maybe not for you, but the Pro Bowl game is over. Branding it. Thank God. They're putting that bad boy out the pasture. Um, now it looks like there's going to be some flag football with Peyton Manning as one of the coaches uh, for the AFC, and there's going to be a skills competition that will definitely involve offensive linemen. They're making it very important to let us know about that. Uh, Jordan, do you like this change or not? Because I personally love this change because I used to really love watching those random ESPN QB skills competitions that they used to do back in the day when I was in college between classes. Thank God. Yeah, no, the Pro Bowl needed to end. No one cared about watching that game. I don't care if anyone, the diehard football fans are like, no, I love the Pro Bowl. No one watches the Pro Bowl. And the NFL is finally realizing that that's the case. I full heartedly agree with this decision because dear god you know what that pro bowl sucked it just sucked no one liked the game no one liked the game do the skills competition it's way better agreed it sucked and it's over thank goodness next up sticking to football here uh jimmy garoppolo had a rough night on sunday night football um first he was caught on a live on camera saying these plays are shit <laughs> um, <laughs> and then he pulled a Dan Orlovsky by stepping out of his own end zone for a safety, but it could have been worse because as he stepped out for a safety, he still threw the ball in what would have been a pick six to Denver. Um, so whose uh, safety is worse? Is it Jimmy Garoppolo in his would-be pick six? Um, by the way, the 49ers lost by, I believe, what, one point? It was 11-10. to 10. It was a horrible game, so that safety did play a role. Or was it Dan Orlovsky with the Lions, where not only did he step out of bounds, but he kept running for quite some time as if he had no idea where he was. I mean, I'm just going to say Jimmy Garoppolo, but I just love the fact that Dan Orlovsky is like, I've tweeted, like, I'm free! Like, you could, you felt like a weight off of his shoulder. Like, the curse has been broken! I am free from my humiliation! Um, I mean, oh, Jimmy G. But you know what? Listen, 49ers fans should be lucky that they didn't trade him because uh, with the whole Trey Lance being out for the season thing, kind of a bit of a bummer. Um, but, uh, I, I will say Jimmy Garoppolo, but I'm just glad Dan, or Dan Orlovsky's can finally be free of the trepid curse. That is him stepping out of the end zone. I still think Dan Orlovsky's is way worse because he was jogging for like five more yards outside the end zone. Like he was still running the opposite direction as that play was going on. But yeah, uh, Dan Orlovsky is not alone anymore. He can at least point and be like, see, it's not as easy as it is to know where the back of the end zone is. Everyone does it. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, you're on an exclusive list. Congratulations. Next up, and this is where, where we'll end on it because we haven't talked about Brett Favre, but I don't really want to go there yet because there's more to come because I'm tired of legal stuff. So I will, I'll talk entertainment with you, Jordan. This is your, this is your time to shine. Ooh. Rihanna. 
Yeah, going to be the Super Bowl halftime show. What are your thoughts on Rihanna and what songs are you looking for? Here? Oh, my goodness. First of all, it is going to be fantastic. I am so excited. So there was rumors that um, Taylor Swift was offered it, but she turned it down. That was the initial report from what I heard. Um, but Rihanna's fantastic because we have been wait. I think I've been waiting for new music from Rihanna for so long. So a, this could be an opportunity for that, but B you have to do S and M bitch better have my money. Um, uh, what else? Disturbia. Um, she's just got a plethora of music that she can go to. And it's also as someone who is queer, it's going to be very gay and I cannot wait for it because you, <laughs> it, it is absolutely. And this is the thing, like if the bills get to the Super Bowl, and like again that's a big you know that knock on wood at least i can watch the halftime show knowing that like yes rihanna is gonna give me a show worth it i i am so excited for this it is gonna be so good um I, the, the the i'll just say this the gays are excited the gays are very excited that rihanna's the halftime show i i can confirm that at the very least so i it was the last time the gays were excited is when lady gaga did the halftime show so now that rihanna's in it expect a lot of fenty a lot of fenty product placement i don't care i'm here for it I'm glad you're excited. I had a feeling you would be excited. I feel like your community is rejoicing. Oh, like you yes. said, I, I, I worry a little bit for the NFL that they don't fully understand what they've signed up for because she also has a lingerie line, I believe. So, yes, she does. Um, your, 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 your worry should be there that there's a Janet Jackson incident potentially happening, or at least as close to it without crossing the line as possible in a variety of outfit changes and the dancers and all that. It's going to be, it's going to be something. Let's put it that way. Uh, I also do like it as well because she has a large playlist. She she has new music. Great. She can put a couple of those in there, but she's got a lot of hits that have been around for a lot of years that basically everyone knows. And, of course, there's plenty of cameos that she can just pull out because it seems like the Super Bowl halftime show is not – you're rarely by yourself. I think The weekend had a cameo still, right? He had someone come in with him too. I think so. Um, on he might have been by himself for the most part, but I feel like everyone now is like, surprise, here's so-and-so. And she's got a lot of cameos with a lot of artists, so she can go a lot of different directions. So it should be a very uh, entertaining show. Another one of those shows where, like, if you're watching it with your parents, I think it's just hilarious. <laughs> to watch their reactions to this show is going to be awesome. I, I forget was it was, I forget if I was watching it with my parents for the weekend or... Oh, it was the last one with all the rappers. They're yes. like, I don't like this. This is not good. Rihanna is going to be very close to the same. So enjoy everyone. But Jordan, that is all I had. I just thought we need to touch on your moment here as you can prepare for Rihanna's halftime show. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. But that will do it for another episode of Two Bills in a Pod. Thank you so much for listening. We're on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio at Two Bills in a Pod. That same handle on Facebook and Twitter. And make sure you follow us on Twitter for game day gift reactions. You can follow Daniel on Twitter at GreatBeardHan. You can follow me, Jordan, at OzMcGee44. We will talk to you next week. See ya. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. 
Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Jungle.